Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, what's up, everybody? It is time for the Sunday Night Roundtable, and I'm joined by, I believe, the man from up in Canada. Would I be correct in assuming that? That would be correct, sir. Welcome to the Great White What's North. What's up, buddy? Oh, it's a wonderful day in the north. <laughs> a nice holiday today, and uh, yeah. I literally just, I literally just logged in as the host, and right when I clicked start the show, it says your show will go live in five seconds. <laughs> Talk about. Hey. Last well, second. No one. But there, if you hadn't told anybody, no one would have known. Well, I don't care. But it was um, but uh, I there I have my reasons for why it took me oh, um, oh, a minute. Oh. Um, I was on the phone with a person whom uh, I won't say his name, but uh, here's Tr. What's oh, up, Mister Tom Robinson? Thanks for joining us, sir. <laughs> What's up? I was uh I was just uh doing some shit on the uh interweb that was on my cell phone and I lost track of the uh moments in time. What's the, what Don't did I feel bad. Same here. Gotcha. Too early. Nothing. I logged in. I logged in and as soon as I logged in and hit go live now, it said your show will start in five seconds. So we literally nice. got in just under the gun, so but um I had my reasons for that. And I'll, um, if you want, we'll go ahead, since it's Sunday night, and this is the Sunday night round table um, to match our round bellies, the Sunday night round yeah. table. <laughs> Amen. Um, we're going to discuss any and all things. Um, but first, let's go ahead and get this out there. This was my neck of the woods. Um, big story broke. Um, you know, maybe I had something to do with it because I shared some tweets uh, from some people uh, on Twitter. Apparently, last Saturday, Mojo Raleigh was in Huntington, West Virginia, and uh, promised some people some tickets to a show. The WWE was running in, in exchange for using the facilities of their gym. I won't mention the name of the gym. And I won't mention where it, you know, it's in Huntington, and that's a pretty decent-sized town. Um, there's more than one gym. I won't say which one, but apparently promised some tickets and didn't deliver. Now, there's a lot to this story, but, T.R., you were particularly interested in this. What, what have you read and heard? And I spoke to someone very close to the situation, and I will give you the rundown of what was said. All right, well, 
I'll be either the truth seeker or the heel here, or one or somewhere in between. Um, okay. I'll, pre- I'll preface it by my experience um, with Will Call, various states, various friends of you know NWA, WWE, whatever the case might be, over a 35-year period. Yeah. Been left yeah. a lot of comps. Um, when I do, I approach the Will Call. There's been times that they have not been there. I can give you an example. King of the Ring, whenever that year was that Mabel won, you would know better than I. 95. A friend of mine, X-Pac, came to town, was uh, fairly new to the WWE, and said, yeah, I'll have tickets for you. They weren't there. So I said, well, can you guys call down or whatever? He's a good friend of mine. I don't believe I had a cell phone at that time, so I had no way to get a hold of him specifically. Um, Most people don't at that time. We uh, uh, They called down. Uh, apparently, he told an agent and uh, at the time, a producer today, to leave mm-hmm. me such and such tickets. That agent told another one, oh, I forgot. And by the time the two agents remembered that the talent left the tickets, I got nine tickets, and I only had two people with me. So, (laughs) and this is a friend of mine. So, miscommunications can happen, and I just don't, I don't think it's cool to bury somebody on Twitter, especially when you don't have the balls to mention who you are, and you scratch out your at on the, you know, on the news sites that that carry it. He, Um, he did not do that. He did not do that. That was the news sites doing that. Yeah, but I mean, what's it hurt to say if, if he was wronged? Where his people were wronged, why why not say the gym if you go all the way if you're going to go with it? I'm just I was asked to remain uh, private due to confidentiality uh, agreements um, with the gym and because they do they do have agreements they have to go with and they're not allowed to reveal identities of uh, people. The person I talked to. Um, right. actually does not work at the gym. So he is allowed to admit things like that. I I was mistaken. Uh, I thought he did work. He did not work at the gym. However, he is very close with the owner. He is very close with um, the people that work at the gym, and he knows them all, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, but I did promise him I would not mention his name, or her name. I promised I would not mention the gym. I will not mention anything uh, anything else other than what is out there already. So here is what I was told literally minutes before we went on the air. Um, I was told, Tim, have you heard anything about this before I move on? Only what you guys were, only what I read on our feed. Okay. Well, I'll... um, But I'll weigh in when you're done with your nickel. Okay. Here's what I was told. Before the... um, Before there was a phone call made to the particular gym, they found out, you know, because, you know, wrestlers, they call around and they'll ask somebody at the arena, hey, where's the closest gym? Where can I go work out? Um, With with you so so far. a phone call was made to the gym. Uh, apparently, there were 
four guys coming to work out. Um, and Did they say who they were? Uh, I'll, I'll, it was Jimmy and Jay Uso, Nakamura, and Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh called. Who's, who's, who's the third guy? Jimmy and Jay Uso and Shinsuke no. Nakamura. Oh, Nakamura. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Well, Mojo Raleigh's the one who calls. He says, hey, okay. I'm not a gym member at this particular gym. Okay. Would it be cool if I comped the gym for tickets to tonight's show in exchange for being able to work out with these guys? Now, mind you, it's 20 bucks for one day to work out. You know what I mean? It's $20. Maybe Mojo's like, maybe Mojo's like Foley and Owen. He's just trying to cut corners any way he can. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to intercede there, but I'm not, I'm going to let you finish your story. No, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Cause, Cause you already gave me new information that I didn't know that there was four people. Um, 20 bucks for a one day is insane. And gym prices, even okay. if you're a millionaire, um, okay. especially if you're that. if if you're at a high profile, and like you know, um, Tommy Chong. This is a weird example, but it's the only one of Cheech and Chong fame. He yeah. was in town, and Planet Fitness just let him work out because he was Chong. Um, now Planet Fitness is a different element, I guess, but. They didn't charge yeah. a penny, and generally the boys have a gym in that particular city. So twenty's a little stiff because that's eighty for four guys. And uh, well, here's you know here's what I'm here's what I'm under the assumption of. I'm under the assumption now. I don't know this for fact. I can't report. Um, I can't report that it's not from what I heard. It was not all of them. So I assume some of them were members of this particular gym because it is a chain like okay a chain gym, gym. that 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 helps to, with the anonymity part now I'm cool with that okay um, so apparently some of the guys were members the only person who wasn't a member from what I was told was Mojo Raleigh okay. that's what I'm told okay again this is all from a different source and take it with a grain of salt. Because, so you don't have to you, know, you don't have to confirm or deny this, but I think you're talking about LA Fitness. I cannot confirm or deny, um, <laughs> but I'll tell you off air if you're right or wrong. But I cannot confirm or deny. But I was told twenty bucks to work out, and um, that was the deal. And they agreed. The gym did agree to that. Uh, the owner four bodies, four tickets. That seems fair. Yeah, I mean, it seems fair, and um, everything was agreed upon. Mojo and the guys did their workout. Owner, from what I've heard, the the owner was cool with it. Whoever was in charge, whether it was the owner, the manager, whoever, it was cool with it. Um, and that, that was that. Well, Mojo didn't leave the tickets there, which I assumed. When you when they don't leave the well, tickets, we're we're, uh, we're skipping we're skipping a little bit that you might have not have been told by the source, but um, when do they show up? How long do they stay? Was a pleasant uh, interaction not, with the people they promised? Apparently, I was heard that it was pleasant. Uh, there there were pictures. 
posted online of them working Perfect. out. Okay. Like, so there's you know, proof that they were there. Yes, they were there. Um, pictures of them, and apparently Mojo stiffed somebody on a picture. Uh, pulled the old bait and switch. Uh, hey, you know, I, yeah, I'll get with you in a minute. Let me just do this real quick. And he left. Uh, but you know, that's something that that doesn't make me mad. You know what I mean? No, that's just guys trying to get away. That's that's, that's, that's bad. Gym, that's bad gym etiquette on whoever asked if they're not if they're it, not it is. Uh, it, staff. It is. I agree. Um, so anyway, um, they didn't leave the tickets, which, according to what I was told, um, you know, they thought, well, maybe he's leaving them at will call. Now, the news, the article that broke that I saw, uh, from, I think it was ringside news said that the people went down to the, um, will call and to go get the tickets. They did not do that. They did not go down to will call. They called and said, Hey, before they didn't leave, they didn't go down there. They called from the gym and said, Hey, uh, a couple of the guys were up here earlier today, and they said Mojo Raleigh um, they said he would people. comp us. What is it? They named who was there and said they would uh, leave. Well, they said Mojo there. Raleigh had promised, uh, because this deal was made with by Mojo with the gym, not any of the other guys. He just rode with them, from what I'm told. Um, they said Mojo... Uh, promised us some tickets, four tickets, in exchange for coming to work out today. And we were thinking that he didn't leave us any tickets, so we just assumed that he's leaving them at will call or something. Could you find out for us? And the woman said, sure, hang on. And apparently they were on hold for a little bit. Um, And then the woman picked the phone back up. I don't know how much time went by. I don't know what the woman did or didn't do. Um... She said, we don't have any tickets here for anyone, and they're not passing out any more complimentary tickets at this point. And that was that. Now, there's now here, here's, after hearing this, because I just heard it a few minutes ago, here's one thing I'll say. Mojo may have forgotten. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He may have worked out did his thing, went back, getting ready for his match, doing all this thing, and he just may have forgot. And when they called, the woman may not have called to the agents or anybody in the back and found out. You know, she may have just put the phone on hold and sat there and stared at her thumbs and then waited, you know, two minutes and then picked the phone back up and just gave the answer so she didn't have to do anything. That's possible. So, um... That's that's one thing, uh, but if it is true, um, and from what I'm hearing, or from what what was said, uh, it just seems like Mojo was kind of a dick about that. They said he was a pleasant guy when he was out. Uh, you know, talked to people, was nice, uh, but it seems that maybe it slipped his mind, or maybe the woman didn't do her job. But either way. He kind of, uh, it seems like he stiffed him a little bit. And that's 
somebody in the chain of command there didn't do their job right. So I think it's unfair to lay all the blame at Mojo's feet, but that's just something that it's going to fall on him anyway, even if he even if it's not his fault completely. You know what I mean? That's just something you should do. If you're going to comp somebody tickets, you need to do that. And it was kind now, of a big people, move. Are, are these people fans, like, or just, like, strangers, like, oh, cool, wrestling? I, I don't know. I'm because not 100%. If, if, if they've never been in that position before, you can never, one, just with anything in life, you can never use the phone to confirm or deny whether you have tickets. You have to go to will call. You have to show up in person. And you have to ask whoever is in charge or, or at your booth. And if they were there, um, and I'm not saying that they were there. Cause no, they weren't. You, you they weren't. Me, I can tell you, you that. Gave, you gave me poor, more credible information than, uh, than uh, one tweet did. But, um, I mean, what time did they call? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. No, Did he forget? I, I Did he go? Oh, shit! Available. Send four tickets up there, and then all of a sudden they're not there to get them, and then they want to blast the guy on on social media. So I mean, in the event, <clears throat> I'll, I'll surmise it, my opinion with this: in That's the fine. event that he just used the gym, tried to save the twenty bucks, and said "fuck those idiots," then he's a scumbag. But Agreed. I, I don't think that is what happened. I after think... this new, after this information came out that I heard from the source that I have, um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt um, in this case because this is the first time you ever hear of anything like that from Mojo Raleigh. And I'll even say I'm not the biggest fan of Mojo Raleigh in his in-ring ability, but I've always heard he's a nice guy. Um, and I'm not going to, I shouldn't, and I, I kind of took to Twitter and blasted him a little bit over that before I got more info. I guess that's a typical knee-jerk reaction sometimes. Um, so that was my bad. I'll say that. I'll give Mojo the benefit of the doubt. But like you said, if he did do that, then he's a he's a dick and he's a fuck and he can go fuck himself. Um, All right, but yeah, fair that, enough. That's more info than was out there, so at least we broke some yeah, kind so of news. We did break some news here tonight. Tim, do you have any um, anything to yeah, add to that? Two things pop out at me there. Um, first off, this could really like easily be settled. Has, has he been heard from in this? Social media I haven't heard class? anything from him. Not he, he didn't reply, and the and the uh, the but he's I don't know you would Twitter page and you it think he must know though. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, it's out there. At, it was okay. at his. So Twitter feed. it could easily be dealt with if he addressed the situation. I forgot. Sure. Uh, I passed. Somebody dropped the buck. Whatever, whatever the whatever it might be. So he could handle it that way. If he did it on purpose, I'll say this much. He's a dumb motherfucker because the twenty bucks or the four comps is going to be nothing compared to the shit he's going to take if it comes out that he actually stiffed them. The price he pays for that, it would have been easier to just <laughs> pay the twenty dollars. Uh, 
because that social media yeah. is a bitch, and they will pound him unmercifully. That that will dog him for months. Well, again, if it and again, so even if he the did reports, do it on purpose, it's really really stupid. And again, even the reports are saying out there right now that. Uh, it was a fan that submitted, and it, it's a fan that, that posted that on Twitter, and it's a fan who sub- apparently got the story out there. So I don't think WWE is going to do much to Mojo over no, that. But, but his, you don't think that that's not going to, uh, the next uh, host show, that somebody's not going to be chanting something? That stuff doesn't go away. You can erase it all you like off your Twitter page all you want. <laughs> Actually, in, tr- in truth, in truth, we we are the biggest people that have even addressed this. The Observer, Torch, nothing. It's just those Japani uh, sites. I don't, I don't buy that in the sense of okay, um, yeah, it's only twenty bucks, and yeah, it's only some tickets to a house show or whatever. So big whoop de doo. But it's not about the the financial part of it. It's about the. Uh, what that says about the guys in person part of it for me because it is well and again this is really the first time (laughs) this is really the first time you've ever heard about mojo doing anything like that i'll say this i would like to think that he couldn't be i'm not the like in this i'm not he's not that old a guy either is he no he's no and if you watched whatever that special was a, a a lifetime ago it was a him and two other maybe alexa blue i don't even remember it was like a focus on NXT people that were about to come up. And his work with, like, children and fans, he looked like a John Cena in the making. And it, and it was genuinely so I'm gonna, sincere. So I'm yeah. going to assume that he's relatively – like, he's not like, uh, let's say, I just to use it as an example, he's not Ric Flair where he, his social media might not be – his skills might not be that good. Maybe somebody's doing it for him or some nonsense like that. He's probably well aware of – the bite, you know, the what the backlash can be from saying something stupid or doing something stupid. So it seems well, unlikely um, that he'd be that dumb. Uh, but you never know. I'm no, looking, and I here's just the before thing. I came. Go ahead. Nick. He's lucky. He's lucky on this end. He didn't do it in a major city. He did it in a, in a city in West Virginia. <laughs> um, not that. Here's the thing. Our fans here, and I mean this with the utmost respect. Most of them aren't exactly sharp. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, well, I know what you mean. <laughs> Your words, not mine and Tim's. <laughs> it, I, I know what you I'll mean, but I didn't say it. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I should say that the, the a lot of wrestling fans here are very by the book. But they you're very the right, faces. though. Like he pulls they, that move cheer- in the... Uh, down, he pulls that move in Philadelphia, for instance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The gym owner Big might story. be uh, on the radio. The you know that might be. You know they might attack him. Literally. Yeah. Here, here's uh, my uh, here's my final comment. I believe uh, now. I believe I believed it was completely fake news from just some weirdo who hates Mojo because they say he can't wrestle and stuff like that. Uh, why you would hate somebody that you never met because they can't wrestle is weird to me. That's a mental illness. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought it was just one of those weirdos on Twitter who even I have to deal with. 
but since there is pictures and shit like that that weren't explained in the in the tweet and the little blurb that I read, there's, yeah. where there's smoke, there's some fire. But I still believe that the fact that these people called and didn't show up to will call and didn't make an effort, it would take two seconds for whoever they dealt with at the window to call down. And I, I mean, I, I can't say I know for a fact, but I'm 99% sure that Mojo's not Satan. And in the event that you gave him a possibility that he forgot or whatever the case may be, he got pulled into a room by the producer, whatever the case may be, he would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, send, send up four tickets to those guys, my bad. And then yeah, Adam Pierce think, or whoever was in town with him would walk up the steps, hand the four tickets under whatever name was said to be there. They would do yeah. their show and wouldn't smash the guy's image. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think, I think it was just a misunderstanding. I think it was a misunderstanding. Um, I think maybe that Mojo just, uh, it slipped his mind and, um, you know, or may, or it, maybe it didn't. Maybe it was the person working at the ticket booth or somebody didn't radio somebody yeah, there's a, or somebody. There's a lot of gaps in there that, that we, there we is. can't, uh, that we can't fill into whether who, like you said, he might've told somebody else to do it, who for all we know may have passed the buck to another person. Yeah, uh, the ticket box. The, the the box office could have been asleep. Will Call could have been asleep. Uh, I don't know. I mean, as I said, there's without him saying it, saying anything about it, it's kind of a one-sided story at this point. How and, often and you know he'll come through? Uh, between Huntington, West Virginia, and Charleston, West Virginia, uh, maybe twice a year, if that. If that. Hmm. So that's yeah, probably it's, it's a not place where they're not often. familiar with the gyms like they are in, say, Philly or New oh, York. Oh, yeah, or... I guarantee it. I, I guarantee it. Um, you know what? It, it, I think if Mojo just takes to Twitter and just says, hey, I'm sorry, I it slipped my mind, I forgot, and, you know, nobody, nobody informed me later, I just see this tweet online, and I'm yeah, apologize. Just, yeah, I mean, he may have well have told whoever and assumed it was dealt with and never thought and uh, never had another thought about it. Yeah, so I'll I'll um, I'll let Mojo pass here, but uh, I'm not the biggest fan of his work in the ring, and I think they only keep him around because of who he's friends with. But he's I, he never came off to me as yeah, that a has prick. no bearing though on whether his word is any good or not. Yeah, that's what I mean. He he never came off to me. Yeah, as, yeah. As a, that's a total two different things. He always so. seemed like a nice. He always seemed like a guy that you could talk to if you needed to. I mean, that leads into your next. Yeah, or what I want to talk well, about next. Well, be before you go next, because I have an idea where it might go to, Tim. Um, I had one last thing that, that well, I guess I said I surmised, but it was something to do, but I got lost in, in your – something to do with this particular before we moved on. Oh, uh, just prior to coming on, I did actually leave the name of our show, the fact that we're going to be on until 1.30 a.m., and left the phone number if – if he were to glance at his Instagram tonight between then, between 11.30 and 1.30, maybe we'll hear from him. You never know. I, I'd do it. Man, I'd set the record straight. I'd, I'd take the five minutes it took. Say, I don't know what the, I don't know what they're talking about, period. I, or this is what I did, and if I uh, inconvenienced these people, I'm sorry. And, hell, you could, you could make it yourself to look, you know, you can... 
what's that called? Not spin it, but you could, uh, if you played your cards right, you could come out looking pretty good either way. Be great fucking yeah. heel move in this in this new age of smart or, family. Said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that be something, eh? Goddamn right, called, I did it. <laughs> yeah, and said, said those fuckers, I got them hook, line, and sinker, you dumb West Virginians. Fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> wait till I've been hunting them next time. Fuck you guys. That's beautiful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, so my, my concern was that we were going to bury a guy that we don't we didn't have confirmation. No, about. we can't because there's not enough info to bury him. But also, I will give Nate credit for having like maybe 45 minutes to check into it, and he got a lot more information than the internet could give. He certainly did. But well done, Nate. Yeah, Thank you. I do Nate what Bush, I can. Nate Bush is the Nate Bush is the man. He's the boy with the beat, as I call him from now on. I do what I can. Um... Actually, I forgot to tell you guys, um, we may, Uh-oh. on the flagship show this week, we may have a possible guest. Um, I can't confirm 100% or deny 100%. Uh, it's a play-by-ear guest. Oh, Hogan? Um, awesome. <laughs> Hogan and his thermos cock will be on the show Hulk this Hogan week. Hogan tries to... Tries to plead his way Fuck. onto the WrestleMania card. You, you just gave me an idea with that thermos cock, man. Fucking, I better, I better clarify that soon. By the way, um, get Heather Clem. <laughs> get Heather Clem. Find her. I don't know who that you is. Won't have to talk about Bubba or, or Hogan. I just get her on the line. First-hand so can... knowledge on who has the bigger penis: Hulk Hogan or Terry Belia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. But, we need to know. Yeah, possible. I do have a possible guest lined up this week. It's a play by ear. Um, I guess I shouldn't announce it in case uh, in case he's not able to come on. But I really want to. Can we get guys. a Can we get a hit? Is he a politician? Um, I mean, yeah. would, would you like me to go ahead and say he may be on and just go ahead and announce it? Should I do that? Well, uh, you, if he's not on this week, is it somebody you secured for maybe down the line? Uh, possibly, possibly. Uh, um, I think I think you can throw it out there, though. Okay, um, I spoke with a pro wrestler who has a slight. He has a history in basketball. Um, That's great. And I know T. And I know Tr is a fan. Um, so we may be able to get. I may be able to get him on this week. It will depend on the time. And we may have to pre-record the interview, but uh, he did speak with me the other day, and we may have on with us this week, uh, fingers crossed, folks, so not 100%, but one Vance Archer, um, or Lance Archer, I should say, uh, from the Killer Elite Squad, the tag team partner, or it be Lance Hoyt of uh, the Killer Elite Squad, one half of that team with the uh, British Bulldog son, Davey Boy Smith Jr., so he may be coming on this week. Current New Japan superstar. Big old voice. Are they still the GHC or whatever the hell they call it? Tag champs and all that? Um, no, I think they lost them. Okay. I think. Oh, oh they may still be tag champs. I, I honestly. And the smart marks are going to crucify I'm us for this uh, one. I'm, I'm a little let down because I was sure you were going to say Giant Gonzalez. Uh, I tried he's, to get all Ellie gone. I believe. He's even alive. Is he still alive? No, nah, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, okay. Well, that would have been even a bigger get then, eh? Yeah, yeah. really. 
<laughs> it reminds uh, me of uh, it reminds me of, of a joke I heard one time. <laughs> yes, uh, they did lose the uh, the IWGP Tag Team Championship to Evil and Sonata. So they are no longer the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Those sneaky, sneaky Japs must have Pearl Harbored them. Only way. Did they throw salt before the match? I don't follow Japanese wrestling like these goobers. <laughs> they throw salt, right? And that was only. I, I, you know, I'm not 100. You know, there was a there was a guy in in Stampede back when I was a kid. He's Mr. Hito, who wasn't uh, on top of it. wasn't uh, wasn't uh, even Asian, but or barely Asian. Certainly wasn't Japanese anyway. But he used to pack the bag in and throw the salt, and then he'd get it dead Whalen's eyes, and it was beautiful. What's barely Asian? Well, like he wasn't, you know, uh, he he had Asian features, but he wasn't Asian. If you, so if you like, follow. like when they get, so basically, like when they get, uh, when they get Mexican people to play Indians, like they used to back in the Hollywood uh, days, uh, that sort of thing. So where, basically, okay, he's maybe a little. So basically, a, he's know, like. He He's like the Chinese restaurant that serves chicken wings, you know, barely Asian. Yeah, sort of. I mean, they they dug him okay. up and well, which which was the great, uh, or was there more than one? Even there wasn't there a few uh, wrestlers that were uh, had Indian gimmicks, but were were neither. Yeah, Billy yeah. White Wolf. There was a few of them. Wasn't there a couple of bigger ones? Wasn't Billy White Wolf? Wolf is no, Sheikha non KC. Okay, yeah. yeah, there's a fairly large one where he wasn't even close to the Jay Strongbow. So. Jay Strongbow is from Philly. His name's Joe Scarpa. He's an Italian fucking guy. Yeah. I mean, they did it with uh, a no. lot of the... Up here, they did it with a lot of the uh, German guys. They'd give him a German-sounding name and call him a Nazi, and the guy was, you know, from Winnipeg, but... Yeah. Right. I believe, like, even Baron Von Raschke. Okay, well, he's about as Nazi as nothing, but good gimmick, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Yokozuna was Samoan. They made him a Japanese superstar. Right. Uh, okay, same sort of I, idea. Ivan Ivan and Nikita Koloff were not Russian, either one of them. Uh, but <laughs> well, Nikita, Nikita kind of thought he was, though, right? Well, Nikita bought in. Uh, listen, if anybody ever says Nikita Koloff didn't live the gimmick, they're a damn liar. That motherfucker lived <laughs> that gimmick. I've heard lots of stories where the guys would tell him to, you know, Shut not fuck up. Fuck we, know off, yeah. we know you're not Russian. Can you just knock it off? Yeah, he he uh, apparently Arn Anderson called him out on it on a plane one time. Is an old story I heard. Um, yeah, but Nikita actually had his uh, name changed, his birth certificate altered to say he was Russian <laughs> and everything. Was he a gimmick, baby? He was a disciple that, of that the dude, warrior way, was he? You know what that I is? Guess. So that's that's a uh, that's. Credit to him in a weird way. Uh, Eddie Sharkey trained him, and he did not. He he pounded into those guys' heads. Never break kayfabe, and uh, he did. I guess that's one way not ought. Yeah, I mean that's one way to do it. Was either Joey Mags, was either Joey Mags or Sal Corrente that used to drive him in Philly. I forget. But, you know, I was back there all the time, and he saw I had rapport with the boys and whatnot. And even Dennis, who was, you know, a promoter and what have you, he would just be like, I go, I go, you know, like if you walk by us or something. And so he just, 
that was him. Did it, did it with the boys, too. Well, at the same time, if you live the gimmick, then you never have to worry about breaking character. <laughs> like, if you, if you I mean, do it to everybody, I mean, you don't you have to worry make about the, it. Uh, you can make the argument that Hulk Hogan is, lives his gimmick to the point of insanity. Yeah. No, that that's... You know, he very well, often, that's, that's he's not Terry Bollea very often. I think Terry Bollea is Hulk Hogan. That, I think that's the thing. That's like they say, Flair lives the gimmick. Because I've heard that about, I, um, it's not a wrestler, mind you, uh, Alice Cooper. Yeah. You know, says he's, you know, he, he says, I'm, I'm Alice Cooper so much that the, that other guy, yeah, I know him, but, you know, I'm pretty much Alice Cooper. Well, I mean, hmm. it's kind of like Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons is an asshole always. So yeah. he just, you, you know. You just watch what you say about the great and mighty kiss. I have no issue with Kiss. doesn't change the fact Gene You and I will be having a chat. Tim, you're going to get a bill for five bucks just for complimenting them. Yeah, for (laughs) real. (laughs) I said their name without uh, mentioning that it was copyrighted, protected. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, oh, fuck. Had I bought bought some of those Kiss condoms, I don't think uh, I wouldn't be having this child on the way. (laughs) By the way, you can... You can tell your lovely other half, Autumn, that um, that, she, that uh, I will waive her five dollar, uh, what she owes me for the uh, pool. <laughs> I will, I, I will, I will waive that, those five dollars because I'm, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'll let her know when I I see her in the morning. She's asleep right now. I'm over. Can at I, her I actually she's... think she should? I actually thought she should take the five dollars, and uh, and go open a bank account for the uh, little nature boy. And slap that five bucks in there for seed money. Little Nate, baby. Can yeah, I make so a public service announcement? <laughs> yes. By all means. You may. Public service announcement for you fans out there of Wide Men Can't Jump, who may have just stumbled on to our Sunday night roundtable, our flagship show that started some 25 to 30 weeks back. Don't know exactly. We're up to what, episode 22, guys? 22 is on Wednesday. Mm. Okay. Correct. It is an NBA-based show with NBA talk, NBA guests. When we deviate, it always our guests always have something to do with the sport of basketball. Sunday night, we talk about anything we damn well please, and we're all lifetime wrestling fans, so you get a lot of wrestling. But I'm sure we'll talk about hoops tonight, too. So uh, if you're a hoops fan going, what the fuck course, is this? Unless our guest is the great Mo Cheeks. That is a funny story. Can we share that now? Oh, <laughs> yes, man. We have, oh, yeah, that's got to be done. Okay. Okay, it's I'll, I'll talk about it. It's too funny not to, just really because is. Of, the, of how good you felt about it, and even I went, oh, man. Cheeks, holy All crap. Right. How did you manage that? <laughs> Followed by, oh, and I see how you managed that. Well, to sum up what happened, it, here it is. Dummy! Dummy! Yeah! yeah. There you go. Yeah, that, that's pretty much. A, that's what happened. Um, I'll I'll explain. Uh, Tr got a pop out of you for that, didn't I? I love that soundbite. That should be a great. That should be a forever soundbite. All right, I'll keep that one. All right, so I call. I uh, I, I do the rounds on Twitter from time to time, and I'm always looking for potential guests for the show, and I'm always you know tweeting and seeing what people have their um, 
that I can message on Twitter or what email addresses I can get or anything like that. And so I'm always looking for a guest for the show. Well, uh, the news broke that Hall of Famer Maurice Mo Cheeks uh, is, well, I say Hall of Famer because he's getting inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame this year. And I was really, I was like, man, that's awesome. Mo Cheeks, big part of the Sixers organization and just a, excuse me, a an all-around household name. I said, man, that would be cool. And I found Mo Cheeks on Twitter. I followed him, and he. I saw his messages were open, so I was like, well, I'll send him a message. Why not? You know, hey, it's worth a shot. Uh, so I send him a message, and whenever I did, he, I got a response. And here was my response. I, I'll even read the message to you. You know, it says, Dear Mr. Cheeks, Congratulations on your inclusion to the Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm, you know, I'm Nate. I represent the show, and we focus on the Sixers quite a bit. We'd love to have you on to talk about the Hall of Fame, your career. I told him when we record, and hope to have you on. Congratulations. He responded back, I'd be happy to come on the show. So I freak. I call TR immediately. First thing I did. I called TR, and I'm so excited, and I'm like, dude, how much do you love me? And he's like, uh, more than anything in the world, I guess. I love you a long time, Nate Bush. And I was like, how? I was like, guess who I just got for the show? Mo Cheeks. So TR's popping. He's pumped. So um, I get a message back, and I, and I tell him, I said, that's great. Uh, would you be free on this day? And he tells me, I'd love to have fun talking about growing up playing ball with the same name as a legend. And then today, being elected, being a public figure, elected official who shares the name of a Hall of Famer, so that raised my suspicions a little bit. So I went and did a little <laughs> investigating. Apparently, this gentleman is named Maurice Cheeks. His Twitter handle is at Mo Cheeks. And apparently, when you go on someone's Twitter, you shouldn't freak out and just hit message when their messages are open. You should read their bio. Uh, Maurice Cheeks is a dad is is a dad and husband. He is a VP Biz Dev at Number One Data Quality and Analytics Firm, and he's elected to represent the people of the city of Madison's tenth district in Madison, Wisconsin. Hashtag leading locally. So apparently, I tried to book a elected official in Madison, Wisconsin, with the name Mo Cheeks for a basketball show. Now, I'm actually, actually, you, should, you had a golden, it. you had a golden opportunity to do a massive rib on me. I really should have. Oh just, Lord, yeah. You could have oh. just went with it and and waited till I caught on when I asked all these questions to this dude who has no, no fucking clue, and I'd be telling him about you know my childhood and. The, how I remember him coming down and dunking I, uh, it and I, putting a fist I in the air. I don't remember that playoff game against the Celtics, but I did vote yes against uh, the uh, gun amendment. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm at the oh, point boy. where if he even if he still agrees to come on after what I put, because I apologize and said I'm so sorry. I just realized that you're not Mo Cheeks, the basketball player. <laughs> But he seemed to be having a lot of fun with it. So if he still wants to come on, damn it, we'll have him on. I don't See, care. See, you should have. You should have said, well, we can't have you on the uh, 
on the on the flagship show, but we could have put him on tonight mm-hmm. or on a Sunday. Well, he hasn't responded. I said, if he'd still like to come on, you're more than welcome to, but he hasn't responded. So I guess he just took now. it as a. I guess he just there's took a it reason. As a, there's a reason with nothing to travel to uh, the state of Wisconsin. There's a reason with nothing to back. do. Sorry, Tim. There's a reason with nothing to do with racism. Uh, just curious, um, is he Caucasian or African American? Well, I know the great Mo Cheeks is not Caucasian, and neither is this gentleman. No, he is African American. That's even better. I looked up, I looked up his his homepage or his Facebook page. So, by all accounts, so, yeah. he looks a very nice man. And I will tell you uh, all out there, Mo, Mo Cheeks, the basketball player. Does not have Twitter. <laughs> he does not have Twitter. I found this out. <laughs> oh man! Well, so yeah, that was a that was a humorous story. So how it, many it, LeBron Jameses do you think there is? <laughs> probably too many. Well, there's a million yeah. fake profiles, but this is fucking magnificent that the guy's actually named Maurice Cheeks. It is when you yeah, really stop and he goes, real name. actually goes by Mo. He does. Yeah. You know, he didn't, and, he didn't, like, when you look up his, his government page, it's Mo Cheeks. Like, I thought, it, you know, it would be Maurice. You know, usually they're quite stuffy, and he, he didn't seem to be too stuffy of a fella, at least from his profile and things. But, yeah, that, we, well, we could have rolled with that. That would have been pretty funny. Well, if you if you guys remember, uh, Nate might not, unless he did some archive uh, looking. I don't know, Tim, if you did, but Howard Stern had a fake Dave Letterman Evil Dave, and maybe we should have Evil Mo. Want <laughs> <laughs> to come on here and pretend you're the other guy and talk shit about stuff? Get some stuff yeah, out of your yeah, system. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We could probably come up with that character. We could probably come up with that character ourselves. Just call it, just call it Mo Cheeks, not the guy you think it well, is. Well, I figured, I figured between that one and what we won't talk about tonight because I re- absolutely refuse and I won't let you guys either about that a certain other person who contacts us on occasion with madness there, there's a but there's got to be a character in there somewhere too I don't know what but there's got to be one oh, I'm sure there is overly yeah. obsessed uh, neurotic something something I was just glad to get, find yeah. out I was just glad to find out that nobody listens to us, even though we have numbers. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought was, it was funnier that that the person, <laughs> now we're going to get into it, but we can't say his name, no matter what, that uh, the person didn't care. The the individual that he was uh, inquiring about was was inconsequential and nobody cared, but please listen to my plea about him and what <laughs> I care about, like, it didn't even make sense. Yeah, the person's it, not it really on the person's did. mind, but he, but he, but he inboxed total yeah, stranger. Yeah, I, I don't think about in, him in he's, another he's state. He's a zero. He's a nothing. He's a nobody, and nobody else cares. But you know, I, I felt compelled to write you this six-page letter about why I'm concerned about, about what this person I don't care about has to say about me. <laughs> when I don't recall you really saying anything about him. On top of it all. Nope. So it was odd, but I guess you know you get even a tiny bit of of notoriety, and I guess that's going to happen. You're going to get the odd whack job who is just weird. 
Well, hey, yeah, that what else happened strange. this week? Yeah, move, moving on from that because it's just been totally bizarre. Um, uh, how'd you boys like that Michigan game uh, yeah, on uh, Saturday? Did you enjoy that? Who's first? Well, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. Well, I don't want to talk I enjoyed it. on each so, other. I'll go. Um, Good. Watch Loyola. Uh, as you know, some people, some people like uh, interpret things the way they want to. Like my, my two childhood buddies, Jay and Chris Kreiser, came here from Michigan, so they'll always be fans of Michigan, right? Uh, you know, I post a lot. They read every goddamn post. From the beginning, I've been saying, I hate Loyola, Chicago. One time it's I attributed it. Loyola, Did I say Loyola like you? <laughs> you did. Oh, you did. That's, you did. I'm calling yeah, you out did. on it That was faster. beautiful. <laughs> I hate Loyola of Chicago. I've, I've stated that on the show. I've stated that on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, I stated it in jest, in gist, whatever that, however you pronounce that in whichever part of the country you're from, um, due to some assholes in Chicago that I know. Um, but realistically, I'm not a fan of Cinderella, not the uh, metal band that came from my area. I like them. Or the but I'm not a f- about the cartoon. I'm not a fan of that story. I'm not a fan of the fucking underdog that shouldn't be there. I like an underdog story if they're if they're legitimately good enough, but always fell from day one. They played over their heads. Um, they get to play Michigan. I watch the game. They're playing hard. So I'm really watching this game because it's important. The other games were just, you know, final fucking 16, whatever. Riff raff. <clears throat> this game's important. Um, so I watched, you know, bell to bell, whistle to whistle, as they say. And I noticed that Michigan was Ding up their outside shots, try, you know, obviously watch tape on them. And they had the balls to drive in and make some nice dishes, dive on the floor, box out when they were outsized. They weren't the athletes that Michigan were, but they kept clinging on and held a lead until late in the game. So I would put periodic compliments about they're a bunch of T.J. McConnell, Marcus Smart types who play hard, who work hard. And then, of course, as soon as Michigan took the lead with, like, five minutes left in the game, and then they pulled away, the cries of, well, one of the cries of boys, I told you those little boys couldn't hang with Michigan. He didn't put a comment at all. That's just, I hate social media. Now, now, what, what's, what can my response be? Uh, I picked Michigan to win the fucking game. I hate Loyola, but now you're putting me in a position to, to fight against your point that I agree with because you're you're a troll. You know what I mean? It's like, just shut up. I might cut off comments. Is there a way to cut off comments so I can just talk? Yeah, there is actually. Probably. I don't want to talk to anybody. They're too stupid. Oh, really? Too stupid. We don't know that about you. Yeah. They're just too Ladies dumb. and gentlemen, <laughs> on this podcast where we talk to people, TR is making the announcement that he does not want to talk to people. <laughs> like, like all you people, don't contact us. I don't want to talk to you. Please <laughs> I want to talk at day. them to educate them, but I don't want to talk to their level. So I mean, you want to be so a teacher? Dumb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
like they're they're, they're putting uh, things today about the Sixers won their eleventh in a row, I believe, tenth in a row, and it was without Saric and Embiid, which is very impressive on the road, even though the Hornets are tanked. So your stars of the game: Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Marco Bellinelli, Ilyasova. Guess where those four guys came from? Brian Colangelo. And yep. they're putting, yay, hanky, trust the process. And I'm going, how fucking stupid. If Did this you... team wins, how can I cheer while these idiots are saying trust the process? <laughs> well, you do realize, I can't speak for them, but, you know, we say it just to rib you. Is yes, there any I know. chance that they're just hitting you just to, to hit you? No, no they believe it. They really have no knowledge of how the ba- game of basketball works. Fucking, they didn't even, this idiot Hanky didn't even want Embiid. He wanted, he had a fucking campaign in the city, winless for Wiggins. And when they didn't get Wiggins or Parker, because Parker was their, you know, oh shit, if, well, if we don't get to number one, maybe we'll get, we'll get Parker. And then they looked at the board and they said, Aaron Gordon, Julius Randle, or this big hurt guy. And his analytics took Embiid. Not anything else. He never heard of the fucking guy. The guy doesn't even watch basketball. So anyway, he got lucky with Embiid, and he got lucky with Sarge. And the other 82 people, that he, 82 assets that he got, turned out to be Okafor and fucking Nerland's Noel and Jabroni after Jabroni after Jabroni after Jabroni. Jabroni, Jabroni A, Jabroni B. So you trust know, my cocky fucking are. idiots. What? Let me make let me make let me make a point here. Had Embiid not been hurt, Sixers wouldn't have got right. him. Embiid was the best player oh, I, coming I out agree. of that draft. I agree, but he was uh, the Hanky best overall player. Thank you. That was the thing. Like, I think Wiggins was going number one. Uh, based on his ceiling, um, but I think if Embiid had been hurt, Parker goes three. My opinion. So things would have changed there. But uh, yeah, Loyola I thought uh, played well. Um, their big guy really worked with Wagner, and Mo Wagner looked great for Michigan. But um, he really did work on the post. He made some really tough shots. Um, the one area that Loyola struggled was rebounding. They gave up a lot of offensive rebounds, second chance shots, um, and, and that's tough when you got your biggest guy six nine. But Michigan just was all over him in terms of being able to uh, use their their height on the inside and their ability to rebound. What's up? In the second in what? the second half, the the Michigan defense really went. Uh, I don't know if it was Loyola pl- playing bad or Michigan defense being that good, but there was a stretch there. Well, what was it? I believe sixteen or seventeen zero run, and they were taking the I'll ball. Like they weren't even getting they weren't even getting shots. They were taking the ball away before they could even get a, a chance to do anything. Well, they they had four straight turnovers in the second half there towards the end. They had four straight, and that's what led to the big run for Michigan. But um, one thing, and I'll say Michigan played great defense the whole game. It's just in the first half, Loyola was able to capitalize a little better. 
but you get rougher legs and you get tired and fatigue sets in that changes your shot. And first half, the first half, Michigan shot so poorly from three in the first half. It was awful. And I don't want to be the guy to say, I told you so. I told. I don't want to be the guy to say I told you so, but, but you new will. court, Glad new rims, bigger arena, didn't have a chance to get the shots down early. The big shots weren't falling early on. They got it going in the second, so they were able to capitalize on it. But it, they, early on, full credit for the victory. But what about the way they're going to need the, the miracle that Loyola got to get there? Michigan is going to need to beat Villanova. Michigan. No uh, I'll say this with Michigan. Michigan's going to look really good in silver. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I, I can't see them. Uh, like I said, unless they have a game of, of the ages for their team, like they have, I don't they have, even like maybe the one they had. Uh, I don't remember who it was in their conference how, final. How the, fitting is it? How fitting is it that I believe what uh, thirty-five years later? That in this situation, Villanova is now Georgetown, and the Nova that faced Georgetown is now Michigan. Yeah, because that's what it's going to take. It's, it's going to be that it's kind of take a, for them to win. It's going to. That was '83, was it not? '85. Is that '83 or was it '85? <laughs> yeah, okay, it's the so one date I can remember. Thirty-three years later, so kind of poetic. Um, Nova's turned but into Georgetown, were, and now they have to face. Uh, I think that might be the same year I first fingered somebody too, besides my own ass. Eighty-five. That was the. Yeah, I was uh, probably tenth grade or something. Oh, I'm, I'm, grade. I'm not. No, I'm not in like that late. I'm like you know, or that late, not early wise. I wasn't surprised. You'd have been what? 17? I wasn't born yet. Whatever. No, seventeen's when you're done, when you're done high school. That was uh, I was supposed to be eighty seven. I ended up in the eighty eight class. So I was I was a pimply faced, skinny fucking scarecrow. Oh, I okay. I was gonna say uh, by the time I was eighteen, I fingering girls was like long uh, past the achievement. No, I, I was already in the panties at seventeen, but I'm I'm guessing eighty five <laughs> would be. Although of course you've got me on the fingers of my own ass thing there. I mean there, sure you trumped me there, but yeah, yeah Tim waited until he never, was uh, nineteen before he did that. Well, yeah, no, well I, I, he, I waited until I was twenty-one. He said, uh, he said fingers, so he had me. Oh, okay, there. okay. So I waited until I was uh, twenty-one to fist myself. But anyway, yeah, he um, didn't say <laughs> fist, but that's besides the point. But yeah, eighty-five. Uh, uh, Eighty-five. I, uh, I wasn't born, so there. I may old. have, I, I may have fingered somebody Maybe. by then, um, but I do remember. <laughs> may have. You can't remember uh, who you fingered in eighty-five. Well, but you remember the note. In game. the dark, it might have been a, uh, it might have been a rectal exam. Might have fingered somebody. Being a December baby, I was fifteen years old, so I, I, I think that's about when I started. Uh, Started getting some chicks. And then five years later, and then five years later, in 1990, little Nate was born. (laughs) (laughs) And 15 years later, little Nate was reliving the TR experience. 
<laughs> yeah. We won't. Um, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that's off topic, like politics and religion, it will be my dating life on this show. <laughs> oh, I got no problem talking about mine. Just can't talk about the current uh, situation. Well, that the only reason. Kill, I, but. The only reason I say that is because I, Joe, I, I was actually fuck it. We'll talk about it. I don't give a shit. You're uh, a bad boy. No, actually, I was squeaky clean, man. I Did didn't you get date. I no, not at all. Not not well, what's not there to date talk people. about then. It's it's sad. <laughs> Your various soirees on vacation with the Palm Sisters. Yes, those two well-known, well-known <laughs> girls in every town. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Was, Fucking drummer in a band. Get... I think you're no selling. <laughs> if you want to come he hang out, want his old lady show. to find out about any of it. Nah, uh, she knows everything. She knows everything. It's uh, I was oh, a, shit, I was a late knows. bloomer. I was a late bloomer. Yeah, you... You have at least one skeleton in that closet of yours that you don't know about. Don't mm. tell me you don't, because I'm a male and we huh? all got one. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, she don't know names, but okay, well then she knows nothing if she doesn't know names. I've just told her who, and I've told some I regret, some I don't. About it. I don't have any other regrets. I mean, I think it's rather important to tell her that you had a three-way with her sister and her best friend. She doesn't Not have a sister. With, well, if she did, her mother. There you go. Deal with that. I did not do anything with her mother. Good boy. <laughs> That's for us old guys. Tim's the one that always yeah. goes be, uh, incest and bestiality. Oh, I went bestiality last time, but. He goes yeah, in deep. So, what are older on. women and incest got to do with anything? I don't know, but let me go back before I forget. So, since Easter's officially over, even though I'm Catholic, so I don't feel like I'd be sinning, I must say one final comment on Loyola. Loyola. That friggin' uh, mascot, that uh, weekend at Bernie's chick they wheel out there in the fucking... <laughs> In the wheelchair, they have to slap her to, to, to find out where she's at. Uh, if you notice, she left. She was wheeled out while there was still 20 seconds left in the game because they were down like 10, 10 points. Where's your faith, sister? <laughs> My son said, wouldn't it be something if she like had a heart attack right at the end of the game and God came down and like resurrected her right there in the middle of the arena? That would be something. You didn't see the uh, the Michigan reply with Jalen Rose's grandma? No. Jalen Rose's grandmother's a hundred. Wow. She did like a six second. She did like a six second video of you know, sorry, Sister Jean, but it's over. Basically, it was hilarious. Nice. I don't think oh, she realized God. what she was saying, but it was funny. Fucking weekend at Bernie's. That was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> What a fucked up show that was. They just wheel her out like they wheeled OJ on fucking Naked Gun or Police Academy or whatever it was. (laughs) You know, talk about the suspending uh, belief for like two hours that somehow this guy didn't smell or, you know, nothing. They just (laughs) propped him up there and put sunglasses on him and (laughs) 
did you guys uh, speaking of OJ speaking of OJ I shared this on social media um have you guys happened to seen the um the post about OJ Simpson being drafted by the Bills <laughs> yes I did see that that was pretty funny I, TR, I don't know it? what you're talking about alright here I'll read it to you it's actually it's pretty, pretty hilarious um, because it links all blame to the Buffalo Bills for the reason why we have to deal with certain people in our day to day lives so let me let me find that picture and you know yeah, what good. You, you, it's funny but there's a little truth to it I think yeah there is right. some some truth some, some spooky coincidental thing with the Bills alright here we I'll go let's check this out this is a reminder. The Buffalo Bills barely lost a game in 1970 by missing on a bad pass for a touchdown. This loss allowed them to get the first pick in the NFL draft where they took O.J. Simpson. O.J. lived in Buffalo where he met his wife, Nicole. He then allegedly killed her. He then hired Robert Kardashian to be his lawyer. They won the case, making the Kardashians somewhat famous. Kim then drops a a sex tape and becomes famous. Basically, the 1970 Buffalo Bills are the reason why we have to deal with the Kardashians today. Because if they would have won that one game, they wouldn't have had that pick that took a, they took OJ with. So he wouldn't have met Nicole, and he'd have never had the chance to kill her. And it would have prevented the entire Kardashian family from ever being a sliver in the subject of modern culture. Well done. I don't know why I laughed when you said had the chance to kill her. I think it was that, that southern her. accent. Part, but uh, I wasn't laughing at the fact that a woman was murdered. Of course, just give us uh, a rap uh, week now, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that we're now that the gloves are off a little bit, uh, I'm going to no say what's intended. been on the mind. <laughs> no it's pun intended, the there, OJ. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's been on the minds of many, and I I don't give a shit. This is Sunday night where. It could be shtick, could be real, could be fucking a work. We fuck around on Sundays. So Chris Rock made yeah, the do. joke. Chris Rock made the joke around the time. I'm not condoning it, but I understand. And about the O.J. Nicole thing. And as a guy who's had a bitter breakup due to infidelity and was taking for, taken for a lot of fucking money firsthand, I understand as well. Uh, OJ is a superstar. He picks out a waitress, a fucking waitress, Nicole. Puts her in his life. Buys her everything. Buys her boobs. Then, all of a sudden, she's tired of OJ. She keeps all his shit that he worked for, drives around... And fucks dudes on his couch that he paid for and in his bed that he paid for. He comes home, sees her with one of these random dudes, and shit happens. Now, do I condone murder? No. But I understand. And that's where I'll leave it. Well, the worst part is, is I can't even remember the guy's name. Ronald, Ronald Goldman. Goldman. And yet I can remember that dumb fucking Cato Caitlin. There you go. Cato's yeah, staying in the guest house, yeah. which is pretty weird, too. 
I did think that that article, though, that picture was pretty hilarious. It was <laughs> the Kardashian. Well, well, I got something. I got a little bit of a story here. I guess I've been the one that's been very interesting. Uh, at least had an interesting weekend, uh, mainly because I didn't sleep hardly at all. Um, no, you can't tell at all. You fuck. I was going to tell you to go snort a line of coke. <laughs> but uh, fucking listener, listeners are taking a like, you know, get, call me back when uh, Nate gets through that sentence. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Carry on, Nicholas. Now I'm going Carry even slower now, because fuck TR. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to say fuck. It's Sunday. You can fuck TR all you like. Figuratively and... Uh, so I got into a Twitter argument with Baron Corbin. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw Can't that. Can't wait to hear this, Jim. <laughs> yeah... Uh, Corbin, uh, he had posted on Twitter, and you know what? I deserve it. I do. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit it. I deserve it because I was being a little, I was being a smart fan. I was being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this is not the first interaction that Corbin and I have had with one another. Um, so Corbin, it put it out, uh, cause the WWE was in town and I didn't go to the WWE show. In Huntington, I was busy at my family's, but it was so tweeted Huntington's by WWE. Close, Huntington's close to you, then. About two hours from me. Ugh, not that close, but all right, fair enough. Charleston's Closest closer. They... Charleston's about okay. an hour. Okay. Huntington's about two. Um, before competing in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at Baron Corbin gets ready to put on a dream match in the main event in Huntington, West Virginia um, against East Wrestling AJ Styles. So I tweeted, Baron Corbin is the worst. He's the most boring guy in the company. To which Baron Corbin tweeted me back. And uh, Baron, (laughs) I know you're listening. So he tweeted me back. He said, you really need a life, dude. You obsessing over me and tweeting me hate all the time is sad. You and now here you go. Here, here you go. Yeah, you laugh now. Here we go. You should focus on you and your failing podcast that can't even get 200 followers. Me and my wrestling skills are great. I even got paid 47,000 this morning for it, so I'm good. Trust me. You fucker, you you tweeted at him from the podcast page. No, no, but he probably went and looked him up. I would imagine. Uh, there you heard you heard it here first, folks. Baron Corbin is a fan of wide men can't jump. So, <laughs> yeah, he must listen. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty you. good exposure. Thank you, Baron Corbin, because yeah. Baron Corbin, I, am I, I don't hate you, but thank you for listening. I'm the co-host of the flagship show, and uh, I have about 2,500 followers with barely little. Uh, you know, advertisement or anything like that, and uh, some WWE employees follow me, Baron. So, uh, you know, thank you. The for, only thing uh, that I that I forward. didn't like about any of that was the whole. I don't know what Baron Corbin gets paid, but I can't imagine it's that big an amount from WWE. He he that makes he dropped, seven figures. That he dropped that. That he dropped. No bullshit. 
Yeah, he, he does. does. They pay him a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Forbes came out with an article two years, three years back, and uh, Seth Rollins made three mil, Dean Ambrose made three mil, and he's on the road just as much as them, and he's near the top. He's not in the shield or anything, but he's near the top of that brand. So uh, if he makes every if well, he makes a... every date and sells any kind of merch, he makes seven figures for sure. That is like uh, a Baron... serious waste of money. Here you go. Here you go, Tim. Baron Baron Corbin, when he won Money in the Bank, Baron Corbin's net worth is $1.5 million. Okay, but his net worth versus what he gets paid a year, those two things don't have anything to do with one another. But that was the debut in the the main roster, wasn't it? No. I mean, he kind of fell out out of favor with the WWE, too, so... Well, here's my here's my argument for Baron. Um, Baron, you may think we have a failing podcast based on Twitter followers. Uh, meanwhile, our numbers are growing ever so much every week, actually. Uh, so thank how you many, for the promotion. Uh, and how if many we want to talk about, how many followers does Baron Carbon have? I know who gives a shit. They're all from fucking India. I'm just curious. So it doesn't matter. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, sure, he has about 100k at least. Well, he should have more than that if he's a. I don't know. I don't really care for him see. that much. I don't hate him or anything either. But I, I fucking love the response. Oh, yeah. I love the way Nate took it in stride. I mean, it is just. <laughs> it's, it's cool. He he didn't block you, right? Nah, unfortunately. That that's a cool <laughs> kind of. Uh, uh, thing like you know, Sammy Callahan's now in wrestling, working the boys, working the back, working the internet, working everybody just to make money. Uh, just keep telling him he sucks and keep getting him responding. That's fucking awesome. I for uh, one three three hundred forty seven thousand followers. Three hundred forty seven thousand so, followers, Tim. And I also invited yeah, a, Corbin on. That's a good show. I invited him on the show anytime he wanted to. I said, because if you're going to come on the show, we'll talk about, if you want to talk about our failing podcast, we'll talk about your failed football career. So you can come on the show. Well, anytime. or we're going to talk about your serious delusion that every match you're in is a eight-star dream match. Oh, it's going to rain stars in Indiana tonight. I could break the rating scale forever. Holy I got Corbin. I got I got Corbin's to inject here. He's fucking. He's only kidding. He's fucking with smart fam. Oh, I, know I don't think is. he's having an eight star match. He's laughing at at how serious wrestling fans take it. Because <laughs> it's pretty good then. This is going to be hard to believe. Oh, no, I mean, there's an insane death I don't even care. To go down. There's not enough stars in the sky to rate it. I mean, that's uh, kind of good. Did you also notice that the the brain last has been been busy lately? He really has. Uh, yeah, that guy's uh, going. Man, he's he's gold. I, but I'll uh, tell you this about. Let me tell you about Baron Corbin real quick before we get off the subject. Um, Corbin says, dream match. I believe it because most of the half of the audience is asleep. Um, Corbin does nothing for me. He's just big. He's big. And he has to wear a T-shirt to wrestle in now because he's gotten all flabby. He's not in shape anymore. 
He's got the strangest body and the weirdest hairline and tattoos. Now, granted, I don't have a good hairline, but son of a bitch, I know to shave it. And he's a a weird-looking dude. Can you? I told you we should never do a wrestling show together. Uh, Can you please read his response? Because it cracked me to fuck up. Let let me hear his response again. (sighs) (laughs) How beautiful is you, Shane Nate Bush? Alright. Yeah. So he was like, it sounded like he was serious, like reaching out to you, like, yo, dude. <laughs> dude, you like, fucking, do you need help? He said, you really need a life, dude. You obsessing over me and, t- and tweeting me hate all the time is sad. You should focus on you and your failing podcast that can't even get 200 followers. Me and my wrestling skills are fine. I even got paid 47 k this morning for it, so I'm good. Trust me. <laughs> Man, I, I got to give Baron one Nate zero on that interchange. It was pretty good. I'll give him that. I, uh, I did say this to him back. I said, aren't we a good heel? Welcome to the limelight. You're going to catch crap from more than just me. Also, thanks for putting the podcast over. At least you've heard of it. At least I'm good at broadcasting, unlike you with wrestling. Oh, did you just had to stab him one more time, did you? I think this is great. Oh, I hope great. he doesn't block you. Uh, I, tweet him, I tweet him once every couple months to fuck with him, and he always responds. He's always there. He probably looks forward to it. Probably gives him something to do on the road. Yeah. yeah, he called me a mark not too long ago, so that was fun. That's okay, awesome. Well, here's the, I want to read this bre- this late brain last thing so you guys can have a laugh quick and then we can move on to something else. Okay. Apparently, our, our good friend, Mr. Last, said the truth is no one will ever hire Bruce Pritchard. He's unhirable. Besides his 20 years with the WWE or his stints with TNA or GWF, reality of wrestling, blah, 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 and being the number one podcaster for two years in a row. He's just a 30-year fad. <laughs> then Brain last wrote, note to self, don't be so unaware that you're going to pretend that a person that has, a, has had a job in wrestling for over 30 years isn't hireable, while you're one legendary manager away from being irrelevant. Hashtag boom. That's all the same one. That's all the same post. No, well, it's Brian saying that Pritchard is unhirable, and then Brain going, "What do you mean he's unhirable? He's only had a job for thirty years, and you're one to talk because if you're one legendary manager, be away from nobody giving a flying fuck about you." So wow, <laughs> which is pretty accurate, really. And not to get into the whole Brian shit again, but without a certain someone, what do they really have going over there anymore? Not a whole lot. I, uh, I'm not going to comment negatively. It's Easter. Um, it's how it's a time <laughs> of love. Easter stop you. But uh, on the East Coast, I, I, sir, it's no I, longer Easter. You know, before uh, my involvement there, I uh, I was a fan. I listened to it. And I, I I didn't listen to that to that bury me show. You still, I won't listen to it because it'll probably piss me off crazy. But um, I've listened to Doctor D, and I I listened to a little bit of something this week. It was either Star Wars or just Doctor D and some Star Wars. I don't know. 
listen to some combination of what he just put out. And uh, I uh, I did hear something on I'm not sure which part, but which show or whatever. But he he went really like rogue on Bruce Pritchard saying. I've dealt with him behind the scenes or something to that nature and he's just a fucking idiot and he's he's a fucking loser. And you know I just uh I just kind of was taken aback because you know I've sat it's a figurative co-host chair because you're not together. It's kind of like we're doing tonight but um when he killed JR from things that happened, you know, between the two of them or whatever. And I would just kind of, like, try to roll out of that segment. But calling, calling somebody a loser that made seven figures for year after year after year and was literally next to Vince McMahon, I mean, you could question his methods, whether he's a yes man or all that kind of shit, but... The facts are the facts. If you made seven figures in any year of your life, in any profession, the word loser and you are the furthest from being reality. Except for Baron Corbin. No, he's not a loser either, Nate. I'm sorry to tell you about that. Maybe you'll understand that Even when you're 30 or so. To quote, to quote the great Tom... <laughs> Quote the great Tom Petty, even the losers get lucky sometimes. I don't know what Tom Petty was talking about, and he's dead from uh, overdosing. But he was great uh, as an artist. But um, if you win a lottery and you're, you made seven figures, you could be a loser. But other than that, if you've earned it in any profession... Your, your, that, that yeah. word does not apply. Yeah, their their big thing with me about them is they're they're like we don't ever tell anybody not to listen to anything else. Oh, I love the show. Uh, I don't think it's as yeah. good without me. Because apparently be he went on last that. week. I didn't last. I didn't listen to the last one. I only listened to part of it because I I couldn't take it anymore. But apparently there's a shtick on there somewhere where he tells uh, don't support other podcasts that uh, that advertise. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, they don't mean. advertise. Yeah, I mean he advertises yeah. constantly. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. Don't that that don't advertise. Book of the week. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like because his big. He always hates when they go. You know, and speaking of having a good night's sleep, you know, buy a mattress from you know or a Dollar Shave Club and all these kinds of things that those other places were always hawking all the time. Which I admit they were annoying. But I mean, he advertises all the time. So yeah, you know, advertising. He has a YouTube. Guy. He has a YouTube. He has a. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Tim. Well, I was just going to well, say that a... advertising is a unique thing in itself, and you know, you can't blame people for wanting to make money, and you can't blame people for wanting what's you know wanting to help fund their show that they're doing and you can't blame people for wanting to, you know, get their name out there. And speaking of get their name out there, we want to take the chance to tell you to visit wowfreecam.com here on the show. <laughs> they are our main sponsor and you should visit them and 
he is risen, well, so will you when you visit wowfreecam.com. So make sure you get over there now. Back to you, Tim. I just had to bless myself during that. That was something else, yeah. I was running for the holy water there for a minute. Yeah. Um, what else happened this okay, week? Okay, I'm going I'm to read one more, and somebody tell me if they get this one, because I sort of do, but I sort of don't. I have officially replaced T.R. Brooks Robinson. Well, Brooks Robinson oh, I get is it a now. third baseman. Okay, it's his fault the 69 Mets defeated us. Yeah, it's baseball. It's over my head. I guess that's his love of the Mets, I suppose, is what he's working on there. But Anyway, moving on from that topic of... You know, here, you know here, here's the thing. Here's hey, the thing. If, if you... Hold hold on, because I'll forget. If that dude, if that dude's listening, could he post something now while I'm on the air so fucking retards won't think it's me doing that? <laughs> no, we can always. Tim told me there was a rumor that that was we me. We can always tweet at him to try to you know <laughs> post something even Wednesday when we're on the air so that you know it's not. Tell us what we're. Ladies talking and gentlemen, about about let me that. make a let me make a quick announcement here, ladies and gentlemen. There is no possible way that late brain last is Tom Robinson. There's no way. You want to know why? No, I care enough. Well, not even that. Because I know Tom. And I know Tom's ability to operate any kind of technology. <laughs> and if Tom signs out... To do it. And if Tom signs out of his Twitter, I don't know if he'll ever get signed back in. So for him to constantly be switching profiles, I just don't think it's going to happen. So... Be your own guest on that one. If you don't believe yeah. me, just talk to him. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right about that. But I, 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 I hate that. that I hate that. That's my only uh, <laughs> reliable proof. But uh, you know, guilty as charged. I fucking <laughs> I I struggle with my phone just to to remember. You got the picture of Jeff Jarrett just because I couldn't pick it off the phone. Yep. It took me like two seconds to get it. <laughs> Tom's like, I need this picture. Can you get it? And then two seconds later, here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, but my, my other evil personality is a computer genius, I guess. <clears throat> Whatever. Well, one thing I did list here that I figured we'd talk about tonight is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are the women's national champions. They had two big wins in the Final Four. They knocked off UConn and Mississippi State uh, on buzzer beaters from the same girl. Hit the buzzer beaters. God is real. Yeah. Snore. <laughs> Notre Dame winning on Easter Sunday. God is real. Tell them how all women should be in the kitchen, Cindy. Tell them how all women are slime, Cindy. <laughs> The fuck do I want to watch women playing hoops for? Yeah, so how's that go if the phone's in the living room and you're in the kitchen cooking and they aren't done yet and the house starts on fire, the house better burn down because you're, you know, you're not allowed to leave the kitchen? Something along right those on. lines? That's not, that's the not views of right, Men Can't like Jump that. are only the... <laughs> the views on women in these comments are only that of T.R. and Tom and not of Nate, who loves women and think they can do anything in the world that they want to do. T.R. and Tom, eh? Dr. Tom, Tim, whoever, fuck you. <laughs> I kid, I, I kid, sort of. I, 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 I had no, I had no personal interest in the national championship. 
I mean, I had heard yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It just doesn't. Yeah, it just does nothing for me. It does. So I had heard that UConn lost for the second year in a row, uh, which is, I Maybe guess, a streak. story because the guy Gino Ariema is from Norristown, which is about a half hour away. And he's built a program, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I don't know. I have a daughter. I have two nieces. I have a mom. I have a sister. Uh, if they were into sports and athletes, I don't know. Maybe I'd, I'd get it a little more, but I, I just I don't. That's all. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I mean, I feel that way. I hate to say it, but I feel that way about most female sports, sort of. Maybe a women's Olympic hockey, but only Olympics. Other than that, I don't care. I don't care about, I mean, they even dress them up sleazy and that, whatever that used to be, the lingerie football league, and it's got some other name now, but that's on here every once in a while. And it's just like, this is just really, really, really bad. Even the boobs and the, they just can't make up for it. It's just so much below the male game that, it's just not watchable, really. No, no fault of the women, I suppose, but just don't care. Nate, I mean, I didn't watch it. Um, I don't really follow <laughs> women's women's basketball closely. <laughs> no offense. I mean, it's you know, I'm not saying that they're. Hey, listen, if the three of us played three of these girls in basketball, they'd beat oh, the they'd shit out kill of us. Don't get me wrong. It wouldn't even be close. And I, you know, I've actually watched a few girls' high school games this year, and you know they were pretty entertaining. If you give it a chance, it's it's pretty cool. Um, the only issue is it's hard to watch women's basketball when it's going on the same time as men's basketball because we just grew up all fans. Okay, of but there's basketball. a there's a vast difference between. I mean, I watched some of your uh, local high school basketball this year. Yeah, uh, there's a big there's a big difference between um, uh, the comparability between girls high school basketball and boys high school basketball. Yeah, the boys are better, but it's not the gap that uh, you know in the women's game you don't even see well what they call a dunk, but for me it's just a really strong layup. The the game yeah. it's just not there's no power in the game because the girls the that are big. <laughs> What's that? He said gap. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a furry gap in the game. Get the hell out of um, here. <laughs> it just, it just, they're, they're not comparable. Same with women's hockey. You know, they can skate all right, but they can't shoot as hard. They don't body check at all in the women's game. Okay, well, that's not even hockey anymore. That'd be like women's football, but we don't tackle anyone. It's flag. What's the old woman's joke? What's the old women's hockey joke? They change pads after every period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty old, Tom. (laughs) Sweet Jesus Christ, I've never heard that. That's funny. (laughs) Never heard that before. (laughs) No, I've not heard that. Uh, But you have heard that never trust anything that bleeds for seven days out of a month but doesn't die. Oh, yes. I'm a big fan of South Park, so yes, I have heard that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you would have heard that there. That's right. Here, here. Well, uh, enough, of, enough of bloody vaginas. 
and the and women's basketball because. Yeah, I, I am a fan. Good. I am a fan of women fitness competitions because that brought us the likes of Tori Wilson and Trish Stratus. And okay, but that's different. That's not really a Mandy Rose, etc. I mean, you could even Rose. you could even take it to the UFC, where the women. I'm a fan. Okay, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, there, there's a different different. For some reason, that I don't mind watching. You know, yeah, that, I I kind of scoot past them over. Where I like the women's wrestling. Get knocked out was beautiful. You set up the biggest wrestling. You set up the biggest story of the night there, Tim, without even knowing it. Probably because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. News out of the UFC today: six days before a big pay-per-view, as their main event got effed. Tony Ferguson tore his uh, IL, whatever that is. Um. I think he tore his I don't want to fight the fucking scary Russian, but um, he was supposed to fight an undefeated... Uh, Maybe. He was supposed to fight in the main event this week on UFC 223, I believe. Uh, Khabib. And I ain't saying his last name because I can't. But he's Russian, and he's undefeated. He's a Muslim, and he makes that known, too, for some reason. And he he basically is a killer and misses weight a lot for some reason. But other than that, um, he doesn't have the charisma of Conor McGregor, but's in the same weight class and, in my opinion, can fucking kill Conor McGregor, literally and figuratively. And, he, and they were trying to... Uh, put that mess away and get a lightweight champion and this week would have made you know somebody the the champ because Connor's about to be stripped or whatever and of course Tony Ferguson the interim champ gets hurt six days before so now it's still a mess and they're giving a title to either Khabib or the replacement Max Holloway who's a tough fighter but I don't think it's very smart to take that fight six days other than for a great payday, <clears throat> six days prior. The trouble with with the, with that kind of sport, I mean, okay, taking it for the payday is one thing, but you could also go in there and get your bell rung and not have another payday again. So, yeah, and that and that guy, that Khabib Nurman Gamadiov, however the hell you say that, that is a mouthful. That's I why I didn't try. The last, yeah, I saw him fight the last time he fought, and yeah, let's just say that's not anyone you should be messing with if you're not really ready to go. Uh, I should say, and I wish I would have freaking. Uh, this would have been a no-brainer and pretty easy get, but now it'd be impossible. Six days, I would think. Paul Felder is a. Uh, Let's just say friendly acquaintance. I don't want to use the term friend with anybody, but he is a uh, both a analyst and a active lightweight himself from Philadelphia. My buddy Mike's nephew, actually, that I worked with for years, and I drank some beers with the dude and what have you. And he's uh, fighting Al Iaquinta on the main card, and if he beats him, which I truly believe he will. He will propel himself into the title picture. And that's pretty cool that I actually know somebody 
uh, who's one of the toughest 155-pound people on the planet Earth. And he would have came on because he's cool like that, but I just kind of kind of slipped my mind. I thought it was a couple weeks away. Yeah, that's uh, not a bad-looking card. For, that's one of the better ones I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, you got girls on They're there. Running, you got Joanna. Are they running against uh, TakeOver? Yes, they are. Oh, wow. Well, TakeOver starts at 8. It'll be over in by 10.30. Main, main card starts night, at 10. Yeah, the night so. before WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania is actually going up against a lot of stuff this year. USC on Saturday, or UFC, excuse me, I said USC, UFC on Saturday, and then the Masters Tournament is this weekend, too. Easter falling on the first Sunday of the month. When, really does, fucked uh, them. when does basketball end? Uh, the regular season? Yeah. Next Wednesday. Okay, because I noticed that hockey is over on, on Friday, so they're, they're not going against yeah. hockey. Not that they probably care about that, but especially down there. But Regular season basketball is not going to take away speaking from of, WrestleMania. Speaking of hockey, Tom, you're Philadelphia Flyers. In the, uh, into the, I saw uh, the in, goal today in overtime. Into the uh, into the postseason, they shall go. Oh, they made that today? They did. So I was they, watching the end of the game, they, and they fucking let up the uh, empty net, fucking three seconds away goal to tie it. And then, uh, luckily, in the three-on-three, they scored, but... Um, it was the crowd uh, rained down a, a hail of booze when the uh, how do you say his name Mazarek 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 yeah but it, it, it truly wasn't his fault I mean uh, <laughs> your boy Philadelphia just hates goalies that's all your your boy Clyde Simmons no not Clyde the fuck's his name my boy Wayne Simmons and Claude Claude Giroux was on fire today he 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 had a good game your boy Wayne Simmons. Uh, Instead of, you know, clearing it, I don't know. He tried to get it in a better position to shoot it up. Uh, I'm a hockey novice, as you know. But when he went to, like, do a little dib-dab to put it into his fucking stick, instead of just knocking it the fuck down, Boston just picked it away, and then boom, boom, boom. Uh, you know. Well, it's, a, it's a good indicator, though, of where, uh, where Philadelphia is at, because the Bruins are – are uh, they even though they're quite a ways ahead of them they're in first place, but they're trying to stay there, so they're not playing. They weren't playing soft, or like okay, you know, this is a nothing game for us, so we really don't give a shit. Let's send out the rookies. Well, they were playing their full lineup, and they give uh, Philadelphia give them everything they could handle, and then snuck her out in overtime. So I would say that would be a, and that might be who they end up playing in the first round. That'd be a pretty good uh, series, I think. Mm. I'll watch the playoffs. This is, I do, I do. Well, this is, this has been a preview of Wide Men Can't Score, Tim's show that comes out on Monday. <laughs> yes, it has. And uh, you can check that out here. We upload that as well. It'll be out tomorrow. Uh, Use a record from two to three, don't you, Tim? Correct. Eastern time. Eastern time. Uh, it's a good show. If you're into hockey, man, it's it's the show to check out. It is the uh, the wide men edition. We don't let a, no shit. We don't let no shit little, come out on little, our network. Little damn political it. last week. Got, we, we got yeah, little, uh, we got yeah, I did hear week. that. That was that was pretty interesting. 
Speaking of interesting, how about the uh, <laughs> how about the politically incorrect power hour last week with Tim and Tom? That one was fun. <laughs> I had a good time listening to that. You can expect more hijinks this week if we can come oh, together was, on a time, of course. That was very entertaining. I very much enjoyed that. We're we're finding our feet on that show, but. Uh, yeah, you can expect uh, slightly slightly more offbeat uh, stories this week. Yeah, I yeah mean, if that, I, uh, dig a little deeper. I mean, I I, I hate to uh, to feed the minions that that eat this shit up, but if I were to have a uh, six pack next to me during those uh, broadcasts, I I think they'll be even better. So we'll we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. As far as that's I'll concerned. be honest. I'll be honest. Whenever you compared Ellen DeGeneres to the kid that played Dennis the Menace, I almost wrecked my car. I lost it. And then that would immediately, be Jay North. yeah, Jay North, and I immediately downloaded his picture and Ellen's picture. Well, it was there. And put them side by, and I put them side by side, and showed everyone that would look. I said, look at this. Do they not look alike? And everybody yeah, said, the only, holy shit. The, the only thing about our show is that you might have to do, if, if you're not over, like, uh, you know, if you're in your 20s or maybe your early 30s, you might have to have your Google machine going beside you because some of the names and shit we drop, you may not know who they are, but when you go and look, then you're probably going to laugh even harder because we did uh, tend I... to pull some some names and places out that people may not uh I'm, I'm waiting on some, know who they were. I'm waiting on some Ethel Merman references, man. That's going to be some good shit. Ethel. Uh, we get that. Well, you know, we, we, you know, if we go with the Nipsey Russell route and you know that sort <laughs> of thing. Nipsey Russell. Rodney Allenby. Don't worry, man. Randy Newman's going to come on this week, and you got a friend in all of us, man. Yeah, Randy Newman. And if, <laughs> and if uh, Tom's feeling better and his voice is better well then you're probably going to see some celebrity appearances so that may oh that'll be fun oh yeah there'll be a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of people even people um, that may not sound like themselves just because their name comes up just for the (laughs) hell of it (laughs) so ladies and gentlemen we welcome you to the we welcome you to bad impression, Tom. Yeah, well, that's if I get if I start doing them. Most of mine are so bad, bad impression, Tom. So make sure you check out. Are. Make sure you check out the bit where Nate does Gilbert Godfrey and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, that one was good. He, his voice still still did that one well enough. That. Yeah, it's okay. When, when did that happen? I think it was on a private call between me and Tim. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, you didn't do it, Tom. Because uh, a joke. because my uh, my buddy, the one um, I mentioned earlier, one of those Michigan uh, native cries yeah, of boys. Hooligans. Uh, my buddy Chris cries uh, uh, does a pretty good Gilbert, and met Gilbert at the local comedy club, as did I. And is on tape doing Gilbert for Gilbert, which is pretty I cool. Gilbert, Gilbert was just kind of like, you know, being nice. 
It wasn't like he popped because I'm sure he heard like yeah. a million impressions of himself. But it's pretty cool for for Chris to do it. You know, pretty ballsy. Yeah, too. very ballsy. Bit. Can uh, Can you do an Alfred Hitchcock impression? Uh, I probably, but I have. I haven't heard him uh, say that in a long, long time, so I'd have to, you know, look into it. You know, Apparently, one impression uh, one impression I used to do pretty well. Uh, you guys ever seen the movie Sling Blade with Billy Bob Thornton? Uh, many, many moons ago, yeah. Probably. I used, to do a pretty, I used to do a pretty good impression of the main character from Sling Blade, so that was a... That was one of my better ones. Bust that up someday. Because uh, apparently, if you can do if you can do Alfred Hitchcock even remotely well, apparently that voice saying outrageous things is quite humorous. Because it's such a flat, laid back kind of thing. Apparently, if he goes off, it's pretty funny. So whatever. well, of course, everybody the thing does. Is, uh, everybody does Dusty Rhodes. That was the other. That was another good one I actually did. But everybody does Dusty Rhodes. So. Yeah, but not not many people do them good. So if you're doing good, that's a good thing. Um, but I should I should say to the listeners, if uh, if there's anybody who's staying awake with us, that again, Wide Men Can't Jump's flagship show is Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10, and it's all about the National Basketball Association, and that is our main show. But we've been blessed with a lot of extra hours. And during this March Madness type season and the NBA playoffs, we may have to do several NBA shows a week, et cetera, et cetera. But we are throwing content out there that we hope to have a permanent schedule for you as soon as the NBA season winds down. Where the Tim and Tom show, where the weekly roundtable, where uh, Wide Men Can't Score, where there'll be a wrestling show, and God knows what else we'll figure out. Right, guys? Well, you know, with, without divulging any of our behind-the-scenes statistics, because, of course, as all good podcasts, we never give out our numbers for the, anything. None of our shows have, <laughs> like, we don't have a show that kills the other ones, and we don't have one that, like, is lagging behind any of the other ones. They all seem to be in that same sort of range, although the the uh, flagship show does tend to get a few more viewers because it is well the flagship show after all. So, but well, the roundtable, you know, well, round is hugely guests. popular. It may be due to the guests, uh, the flagship show, because we obviously get some of their fans that would not be our regular. Well, listeners. you do. I mean, the flagship show does get. I mean, I I, I challenge any other. A basketball podcast that doesn't have a, like a celebrity as the host, or somebody that is, you know works for one of the teams like the Moore podcast or whatever, that uh, to come up with anywhere near the kind of guests that you guys have been getting so far for a show that <laughs> is, has 22 episodes. I'd love to get Baron Corbin on now just to have him and Nate fight. I would just sit back, bring with him on, corn and laugh. Bring him on, bring him on, please, yes. please bring him on. I don't know. Can I can I go on his can, can I go on his Twitter and go, dear Mr. Corbin? I would love it. I I'm him a on. sick child. I'd love it if you would go on and eviscerate that no good bastard Nate Bush. Love Frank. Well, he'd probably he'd probably send you a hot topic T-shirt and a scone because that's what places he should be working at. Fucking Starbucks. <laughs> fucking mall. Nate. Nate. <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta. I, Nate's my boy, but 
I can't I can't go with you, man. A dude made the NFL. A dude was a Golden Gloves boxer, a fucking black belt in jiu-jitsu, and a pro wrestler. And you keep I'm cutting just... him down like he's done nothing. He's done everything. I'm just kind of walking the line there because it's, it's quite humorous, and I kind of want to continue to push the button, so to speak. But I don't want to see Nate get hurt either. He I love the promos back up. and forth, though. He would never he can, bother to... He... He wouldn't want to. Listen, if Baron Corbin wants to fight me, all he has to do is punch me right in the face. And you know what will happen? I will then own him. Mm. See, I thought you were going to go with the Homer Simpson. Nate Stossel. Where if he, if he punches you in the gut, he can't get his hand back out. And you win well, the that's default. true. Well, here, here's the thing. I no. can't punch him in the gut. Either, because if I punch him in the gut, his belly button will eat me like that damn Venus flytrap in Little Shop of Horrors. Cause that fucking thing, man. He don't have an any or an Audi, dude. His belly button looks like a, 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 a scenery picture of the Grand Canyon. It's scary. It scares children. They make him wear a shirt I can't say that, that I've shit. ever noticed. Do I have oh. to Google Baron Corbin's belly button to see this piece of work? He looks like now, his stomach. His stomach looks like face from Nick Jr. My guess. I don't know if you remember that. that. My guess. You got some is surgery that, or something? Is that Nate and and whatever Baron Corbin's real name is? I don't I don't know if Corbin's his real name, but they Thomas have some kind of Pestock. Is his name? Tom Pestock. That's correct. That sounds like a douche name, doesn't it? Uh, Thomas, no. Uh, anyway. Um, my my feeling, Tim, is that Baron Corbin, Thomas, whatever he said his name is, and Nate have this uh, secret friendship from way back when that uh, well, he is, uh, they're, they're, they're working some kind of angle because one, he has I mean, a block he's from Kansas, so he's kind of a redneck like like Nate. And he obviously he re- responds corn like corn in his belly button. He's responding Holy to Nate Jesus as Christ. dude, and I just I just can't can't see Nate, the fun-loving, good-natured drummer from West Virginia, hating on somebody simply because they don't like them wrestling. I mean, you know, right, Nate? You're right. You know, if you put a nose on that guy's midsection, you got a happy face there. I'm telling you. <laughs> Wouldn't lie about it. That's something else. He must have had some kind of surgery or something gone wrong there. Because that's ridiculous. Must no have been to remove his charisma or his personality. Throw their right, was career a, right in there. It was a lineman in the NFL. That's a big weight drop to be a wrestler. Well, no word of a lie. In this picture on the horizontal, he he's got a good oh, I would say like three inches of, of belly button there. That is ridiculous. It looks like somebody tried to cut him open with a knife. Yeah, easily. Like I think that's why he wears a shirt when he wrestles, because I really think like it was eating fans popcorn at ringside. Like, I don't know what the hell he's feeding it or it's very, yeah, going it's on very in unusual. there. No, to the wrestling community, I'm not saying a word during this. Listen, I'm not going to say that I have a personal beef with Baron Corbin. For all I know, Baron Corbin may be the nicest human being in the world. 
But he has chosen, when I call him out on being shit in the ring, and there's there's plenty of guys that I'll say I think are not very good in the ring. Um, Mojo Raleigh, I'm not a fan of his work. I'm not a fan of... Uh, there's a lot of guys I don't really care for in the ring. I just say, you know what, they're just not... The, I'm not a big fan of Sheamus in the ring. Um, just don't care for his style. Don't care for how he works. And I think Corbin is shit. Because he had a why, few, do you, why do you have to tell him? I I tell everybody. He's the only one that responds. <laughs> I mean, so I, this is I, I, like I don't complex. know. Let me let me let me try to think of. I can't even think of an analogy. Like I I, I ragged on Tony Guerrero, right? Yeah. That was half shtick, and half because I had a personal issue that. He saw me three times backstage and tried to kick me out all three times unsuccessfully. So, but I, you know, I've seen guys that I think are better or worse than others over the years, but I wouldn't tell them I hate them or they suck because, I mean. He sucks as a wrestler. I, I don't hate him. I have no reason to hate him. He just sucks as a wrestler. His gimmicks is boring. He's bad in the ring. He's making seven figures a year. And he'll do six moves in a match. I point to Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Uh, was I a fan of those guys? Never been any good. When have you? When have I ever put over those guys? <laughs> well, the point is, you don't have to do moves to be a successful professional wrestler. No, you don't. But you will also catch criticism from those who don't enjoy your work. I don't enjoy his work. I think he'd be, but it wouldn't be as fun. But I think he'd he'd be better. uh, He'd receive it better if, if maybe you worded like, uh, I've been around your style in the ring, and uh, I'm not a fan of your style, or what have you, or I don't know how you would word it because I don't know what exactly you don't like. But I just see a big dude who's fairly agile. If he was on the WWF. If he was on WWF, WWF in 1970, he would be considered the most agile big man in the business. He moves better than fucking Ernie Ladd did. Yeah, but Ernie, Ernie Ladd. Ladd's a legend. Yeah, but Ernie Ladd could talk people in the building. Corbin couldn't talk me into ordering a fucking cheeseburger, and I love cheeseburgers. Uh, I don't know if he was put if a microphone it's was put the, in front uh, of him. It's the diplomacy. I've seen a microphone in front of him. It ain't very you, pretty. You could have told the guy you you didn't like his style or I don't care for you as a wrestler. You are shit in the ring is another thing. Well, he is. Yeah. Have you seen him? <laughs> that may well be, but your choice of words are, are rather somewhat confrontational right off the get-go. Good. I regret nothing. Well, it's it's actually oh, fun. All right, now we're now we're gonna go. You move. fucking stuck up millennial, you guys, guys. It's, it's half it's half show to half work. You're still a millennial. I I enjoy that. Yeah, that that's why it responded. <laughs> I enjoy that he responded. I thought the uh, reply was actually, you know, that's what I would have replied if I was gonna bother to. Is be like, you're a sad little man. Uh, but Nate's a big man, but um, yeah, but he don't know that. I I like the fact that he didn't just like he doesn't know how to do a Russian leg sweep. So there you go. 
I've never seen him attempt it. I'm going to be Apparently yeah. you've seen him attempt it. I'll tell you that I don't know it. how either, so. <laughs> Listen, I went to a house show match and watched Baron Corbin. I did. I watched him. I said, you know what? I looked at Josh. He was with me. I said, I'm going to have some fun at this house show. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to count the moves Baron Corbin does in a match. He said, okay. I said, all right, here we go. Did Josh go ten rows back and then start yelling unaudible shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where where is that guy? He hasn't made a flyby in a bit. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, uh, he'll probably show up eventually. He's or a is Sunday that, night. Or is that story I told about night. him getting all the females because he's in that band? That's true. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right, no, he, he believed it. You believe no, Tom I counted that these guys are in a band and, and you know what? don't get any, I'll, I'll give them a, any creepies. I'll give I'll give Baron Corbin credit. He they say work smart, not hard. And he doesn't work hard in the ring. Um he doesn't take a lot of bumps because he's a big guy and he shouldn't. Um but he doesn't do a lot of moves, a lot of punches, a lot of clothes lines. Uh the end of days is is a is a neat move. It's all he's really got, that and the deep six, which the deep six is basically him picking somebody up and doing a little ballet and falling. But it's a cool move. I'll give him that. Um, But he just punches, kicks, clotheslines, elbows, kind of like Kevin Nash, only no charisma, no personality. Um, I don't know. He's always rubbed me the wrong way. Mr. Negativity and Nate Bush, ladies and gentlemen. Well, he did six moves in a match, and that's fine. Um, he's going to have a long career because, by God, he doesn't do any damn thing. I mean, he's going to look like Ricky Morton, and Ricky Morton did a lot. He's still going to – Ricky Morton still works. I mean, Ricky Morton was great. Corbin? Yeah. Okay. I sum this up with this is a man who picked. Cincinnati to win the Final Four. So that's true. I did credibility. Maybe not. So hey, good. I never said I was Mister Credibility. Maybe not so good. Oh, well, man. what else happened this week? Anything? Nate hated uh, on some wrestlers. You know. You know what sucks? I I I was I missed the re-debut of Roseanne. And apparently I'm the only one in the country. And then they I said never, today, I never when, I was watching, when I was watching I watch the it. Rockets, I was watching the Rockets and the Spurs. By the way, for Wednesday, Kawhi Leonard, uh, I'll tease it, but Kawhi Leonard's not going to be a Spur anymore. But anyway, um, watching the Rockets and Spurs, ABC said, the whole nation watched it, and we'll show you the encore tonight, and then whatever night she actually has is going to be the next show. So I fell asleep, as I do, because I'm an old fuck, and I assumed that it would be 8, 9, 10 o'clock. Apparently it came on at 7, because American Idol was on for two hours, and some show came on at 10, and it wasn't Roseanne, I so I still have yet to see it. I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know what network Roseanne is on, let alone what time. ABC. I could give, like, I'd have to go outside Um, with a shovel. I'd have to. Yeah, I'm not real big on the whole nostalgia kick. I'd have to go outside with a shovel and dig up fucks to give about the show. I never liked it. The worst part is, 
is that it's leading to more. Now I see they're gonna they want to reboot Murphy Brown for God's sake. Well, I never know, watched I, that. I, 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 w- I never did or, or wasn't even uh, interested. And that was the other one. Mad about you was another one. Never watched that either. Uh, I watched that. You wouldn't have been old enough to even care about Mad About You. That was on in the nineties. But, but here's the, the point. The, the point being is who the who the hell wants to? I mean, a sitcom about two people who grew up and had a baby, and they were in their thirties when the show ended. What what are they going to do? Well, so now Earth, in their they 50s, rebooted. Uh, Earth, they rebooted Earth, that Earth. show, uh, The Odd Couple. They rebooted that show, and it got, you know, it got Baron Corbin ratings. It was pretty bad. So yeah, and it disappeared, you know. and they rebooted Will and Grace. Earth Earth to Tim and. Uh, Nate, we yeah, have a show Nate. that covers. Co- Nate enters. <laughs> we have a show that's not just basketball, not just wrestling. We actually have an hour, Tim and Tom, and maybe Nate if he wants to come on, about current kid, events, the revitalization, the revitalization oh, of Roseanne drew the highest rating in ABC. Therefore, it is a news item. Therefore, whether you like it or not, you got to check it out so you know what to talk about. Um, I'm going to pass. <laughs> I wasn't really you that never, big a fan of it on I its never, first run. I never liked it. Well, then I watch didn't it like and the show. bust on it. Well, that it is I irrelevant. Well, I see. I like I like me some John Goodman. Like I wish John Goodman would come back to making some really good movies again. You know, like Barton Fink and Oh Brother Where Art Thou, he was great. And just, he makes great movies. I love John Goodman. Big Lebowski. I like that, too. Great movie. He was really, uh, a, a lot of credit gets given to the dude, and rightfully so. But Goodman yeah. was a fucking stud in that. Pulling oh, out and guns Steve and shit. Buscemi. Steve Buscemi was pretty awesome too, and Goodman had so yeah, many clothes. Yeah, I, I guess I guess they all were really good. But, but, but uh, here's the thing: Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that movie. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of good, good shit in that movie. Coen Brothers, Philip man. Seymour. Coen Brothers are like the best directors ever. Period. Philip Seymour Hoffman, there, what's that. he up to these days? <laughs> uh, well, he's lost a lot of weight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You know, I mean... Oh, don't make fun of O.J. death jokes, but we can go after Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? I love Philip Seymour you know, Hoffman. I absolutely love I, him. I, he was a tremendous <laughs> actor, but anybody who just repeatedly goes against the grain and, and does self-inflicted heroin and such, F him. Yeah, his death was very pathetic. Yeah, no. I, don't watch, know um, de- I don't know if he was a depression sufferer or not, though. I mean, I think uh, a lot of us, a lot of us have depression, but yeah, no, but, but it's if if he did, that's one of those things where you know your own your depression is yours, and nobody can understand it when when it gets to you, it does, and uh, I don't know what kind of danger I might be to myself or others if I had his means. You know, it wasn't hard for him to go and do the things he did because he had the money to, you know, how much, you know, not to be a dick or nothing. How much more dangerous would would you be if you had the means to be more dangerous? You know, you know, you don't know, right? No, nah, I know. I, I I wouldn't be more dangerous. I'd be uh, I'd be less dangerous because I have money. 
But um <laughs> Yeah. You know, check Hoffman. into the Tom and Tim show where, where Tom whored himself out for didn't see any circumstances where he didn't want the money. I was yeah, right there. If, with if him. I had financial security, I'd have I'd still have my anxiety, general anxiety disorder. I'd still take my medication. But I would not be unhappy by any means about any aspect of any part of my life. They say money they say money can't buy happiness, but it buys a jet ski. And I ain't seen no motherfucker <laughs> no. on a jet ski not happy. That wasn't it's, happy. Uh, I don't know if it's everything to be rich, but it beats the hell out of uh, being poor, I know that. To quote a great man, I've been rich and I've been poor. And I like being rich a lot better. Yeah, I mean, if the if the choice is to have a little bit or to have a whole pile, well, I'll live with having a whole pile, thanks. Yep, furs. Uh, I'm trying to, how, how long do we got so we can pick this up? Yeah, we're not even, we're not live uh-huh. anymore, but we can keep going. We've been What's two hours mean? already. Like, the show is an hour, it's two hours live, but apparently we can go an hour overtime if we if we want, and it will record it, but you can only hear it yeah, and you once. Can, and you could also and turn post. around and push the button again and, and start going again if you were so inclined. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea we were over. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. Well, only, by like, only by like a couple of minutes. Four we're minutes. five minutes over right now. But we have an hour to play around with when the show goes off. When right, it goes off, of being tomorrow. Off. Nate, are you on the are you on the clock tomorrow? I have school. I have school tomorrow. Well, you At two. Fucking America sucks, man. Is that a holiday there? Tomorrow? Yeah, today no. Is. Today was a holiday, or like Sunday. Today's was. fucking Sunday. It's always a holiday. God, your nation blows when it comes to that sort of stuff. No offense. We Monday's sure holiday. do. Friday, Friday, was, a Friday was a holiday. Friday was a holiday here, and so was Monday. Hmm. Well. Yeah. I, I hear from okay, my well. Canadian and Australian contacts that things are a little bit different and a little bit easier up, up and down there. Well, in those areas, yes. I mean, like I'll be, Nate and I were talking, I believe, we're just off air about uh, yeah. the prices of uh, commodities and things like that. Okay, shit's expensive up here compared to what you guys pay. But then, you know, then the flip side is we got, you know, free health care. So, you know, take the take your lumps in certain areas and in other areas, not so much. Well, uh, we might as well wrap up since we're at two hours and Nate's got to get up and i got to I got to resolve my situation which I will remain between us three tomorrow I have to go after certain things and certain people and make sure every fucking thing fits if not I have to think of another direction um, so nobody can hear this unless it comes out again well they'll be able to hear it whenever this comes out here in about uh, I don't know 20 they can't minutes. hear it live anymore but when the when we finish the show will drop with this part on oh. it. Yeah, it'll be there. Okay. It, yeah. it, it just so, isn't so, live anymore. So Wide Man Can't Score is tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern? That is correct. And when did we do the other show? I don't even remember what day. Uh, Thursday, at, uh, I believe it was 8, but I'm 
open to any time there. If it needs to be later for you, that's that's cool too. Alrighty then. Uh, unless we have any pressing topics that we didn't hit. And, and of course, the flagship is Wednesday at eight. With possible, yes, Wednesday. Um, with possible I will say this: Uber guest. the round tape. The round table will be next Monday, not Sunday. Uh, so we can get in everything from WrestleMania weekend because we've got the Hall of Fame on Friday. There's NXT TakeOver on Saturday, WrestleMania yeah, Sunday. A, uh, the Raw after is on Monday. Two-hour wrestling bitch fest is probably what that's going to turn into. Could be a bitch I'll fest, you, could be a price fest. I'll tell you what, we should... Uh, we should use, I know this is off-air stuff, but fuck it. We'll share it with our thousands and thousands of listeners, Baron Corbin, um, that we have uh, blah, 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 blah. Wednesday, if uh, whether we do or do not have uh, the, the possible guest, we'll get one of our, our contacts in one of our cities to talk yeah. to and and we'll, you know, we'll talk about the stretch run and everything else. And maybe use the second hour um, as a WrestleMania weekend preview. We could do that. Such or as predictions do an, and so forth. Or we could just do an entire show and dedicate it to WrestleMania preview. <laughs> Who knows? Well, what day would that be? Uh, whenever. Okay. Friday, Saturday. I'm always down Friday. Uh, we'll figure right, it out. Then. We'll talk off air. We'll, we'll do us a WrestleMania we're preview We're going to initiate the, uh, the official Across America. If you go to a WWE house show and Corbin is wrestling, we want you to count how many moves he uses. Please do. If you get over Actually, 10, I think... If he gets over 10, I think you should... Uh, I think you should give him a standing ovation because I don't think he can count that high. Actually... We should uh, continue this feud that started by uh, tweets and urge anybody in a different market, if they attend a live SmackDown brand show, to chant Nate Bush at Baron Corbin just to continue. <laughs> yeah, it's a good this, idea. This budding feud. Is there something like uh, that can go with the name Nate Bush or Nate? What's your name on that damn thing? Nathan Bush or Nate? I know Nathan. it's M-I-T or whatever. Fuck. M-M-I-T-M, Nathan. The Terminator uh, Bush. we got to think of a chant that people can chant during Corbin matches that would be pretty badass. Well, they're going to have to come up with something creative because if they don't, they're just they're going to be asleep before Corbin even starts. So it's, it's, tough. it's uh, tough. Digging a hole. And keep well, digging, digging, digging. I mean, I, I mean, think I'd be quite appreciative if they just chanted out, "White men can't jump." <laughs> uh, that works. I'd you know, be all for that. You know, the thing with Corbin was, did you ever watch him in NXT? Remember that? Remember him when he first debuted, and he used to beat everybody Probably. in like four seconds, and the audience would count along with his match. It's because he only had one <laughs> fucking move. He couldn't fucking go six minutes if you goddamn paid him, and you fucking did. We'll put our uh, we'll put our crack research department on coming up with a a, a little chant that the fans can use. Yeah. All righty. Corbin blows hard. 
happy Easter. <laughs> yes. To those. I you got gentlemen, no to those out there. I need there. to speak to someone. I got no bunny. Who's the bastard in charge of chocolate bunnies? I did not get one this year, and I am pissed. Tim's got no bunny, and I got no money. Join the club. Maybe the. Maybe that's why I didn't get one. I never thought of that. I was hoping you had a rhyme for bunny and money so you could uh I got one. Put that in there. Somebody Dummy. Honey Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I, I don't really like Eli Drake as a whole, his body of work, but Dummy yeah is classic. Well don't he tweet him and tell him that he's shit in the ring, okay? He's better uh, than Corbin in the ring. Real quick, one WWE uh, feud at a time. Real quick, since we're still on this fucking stupid wrestling, uh, listen, listen to Sammy Callahan on uh, Chris Jericho because he's he and Jericho are are both doing a new age work shoot work shoot work shoot style where um, some people bought in and were like complaining on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Anyway, um, trying to say something to you? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's to a point where because it's exposed, uh, I'll give Callahan credit for selling his mistake slash whatever the fuck happened with Eddie Edwards and making money off it. Um, and he walks off Jericho's show, which is obviously a fucking work, but. I think if they didn't do that, it would have been a, a pretty good uh, way to approach a no. podcast. So I'd recommend Speaking listening which, to that when you're bored. I got I got one more thing that I just read okay. about two minutes ago and I forgot. But we can talk. I'll, I'll throw it out there and you can spin it or think about what you want to say about it on the next show. I just read that, uh, and this has got to be a hundred percent work, but um, Star Maker Bowling. Due to the fact that no one has commented on his lack of podcasting, he's officially retired from podcasting. Oh boy, can he? Can he? And won't do. And won't do. Something. Will not do any more shows. His son and and the prince, the, the the prince and that other Maya or whatever the fuck her name is, the chick that I can't stand. Mm-hmm. Um, Maya. They may continue to podcast, but he will not. After 14 years, he is done. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got to be a work, right? That's how he makes his living. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. I, that is, I, I, that I, consider Kenny, I don't give a two fucks. <laughs> no, I consider Kenny a friend for... Let's use friendly acquaintance again, but, I, I, you know, it's a little better than that because we spent significant time together. Uh... I, 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 all the falling outs, you know, everybody in this stupid business has falling outs, and, but if you have, like, 15 in a row, you might start looking at yourself, and, you know, I'm a, I'm about five from there, so I ain't looking at myself yet, if that's what you're thinking, but, um, <laughs> If if you have uh, a 15 in a row, and I say this in a loving way, which might make the 16th fall out if he's listening, but uh, 
you might want to take a step back. And in any 12-step recovery program or any advice program to make your life better personally, you make amends where you can. And if the person doesn't want to accept your taking accountability for your end of the problem, then fuck them. But you made you you attempted to, and uh, the fact that he had a it's a complete shoot. There's no more work if there ever was a 42 year relationship, friendship, uh, each other's homes, etc. With Jim Cornette, and they do not speak anymore because of fucking stupid podcasting and money and uh, uh, 15 minutes of fame and whatever the fuck else is crazy so uh you know i i i i hope that he sees somebody outside of the bubble besides chris and maya i have no problem with either of them either but uh he needs to speak to some outside source and get an opinion he's pissed off because he got uh he had to quit um russo and then of course then russo got booted so that Avenue is now closed, and he wanted to. They wanted to switch from Facebook Live to YouTube Live, and apparently nobody's watching on YouTube. So of course now he's. I'm done. Huh? Yeah, he gets. He, 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 he gets a lot of comments on his shit, and he isn't. So that was. We'll see what happens there, I guess. But my, po- my my point where I want him to talk to somebody is that he's not in the best physical health. And obviously, the only thing that he loves, well, not the only thing, but the main thing in his life is pro wrestling, since he's been a kid. And if you're taking yourself away from what you love, and your health's bad already, then what else, what else is there to live for? And so I'd like to see him do? around. My last comment, and then if you guys want to close her down, you can close her down. Um, he should do a show where he goes through Smoky Mountain and uh, takes all the shit that Cornette had to say about it. And gives the real behind-the-scenes story of what happened. Uh, that especially now that him and Cornette don't like each other. That would be more OVW than Smoky Mountain, but I, I think that's what you meant. Or even if it's um, made-up shit. But uh, he he uh, he has balked at that because he's he's uh, steadfast on doing his show his way, and his show likes to talk about politics and whatever the fuck Everything else he wants to talk about. Yeah, seems, exactly. The hardest thing the hardest thing for for uh, Kenny Bowen to admit is, um, and, it, and it's nothing bad, really. It's just, but it's hard for him to just look at it and say, you know, somebody was right or somebody was wrong or, you know, well, he'll tell everybody they're wrong, but if you had him come on telling stories, um, you know, his credibility's kind of shot in a way because nobody believes anything he says because you never know well, with him. He spent too much but, time saying he was always working. I, I love, so I love the guy. If he's all, he's, I think he's great. Yeah, I do I think too, he's but great. if he's always working... We have to assume that most of what he says probably ain't true, then. Yeah. Who knows? But, well, gentlemen, anyways, let's wrap know. this thing up. We're about 20 minutes wrap it up. past. Wrap it up so, like a uh, cheeseburger from Wendy's. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind a good cheeseburger from Wendy's right about now. Yeah, me too. For if, you take the bun, if you take the bun off of it and look at it and get that little hole in it, it looks like Baron Corbin's torso. But uh, nevertheless... <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Folks, wow. we hope you've enjoyed... We hope you enjoyed the Sunday night roundtable where I talk about wrestlers and I call them out on Twitter and TR just goes over here and tries to keep the work going and Tim's up there telling us what it's all about. So I want to thank everybody for joining me here tonight. Asshole. Tim, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> We're going to call it a night. It's actually, uh, it's actually not... It's actually not much different than when I just bust on Japanese wrestling. But mine is kind of like tongue-in-cheek. But don't tell nobody. And I'm still trying oh, well. to figure out if yours, what yours is rooted in. <laughs> if, you have, if you have to think about it and wonder about it, then aren't I doing my job? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody have a good night. For Tim and Nate and TR, this has been Wide Men Can't Jump Sunday Night Roundtable. Hey, TR, take us home. No. Peace.